Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. You know what? A dream is just a great idea that doesn't have a website yet. Well, you can make that dream a reality with Squarespace. Squarespace, Squarepace is a whole different fitness thing. But what Squarespace is, is making it easy to turn your idea into a unique website. You know, if you uh, wanted to figure out what Squarepace was and you needed to build a website, Squarespace would be the best place to do that. Showcase your work, blog or publish content. You can even sell products and services of all kinds in just a few clicks, man. Well, I'll tell you, Squarepace is an exercise routine where you walk in a circle with corners. Well, why wouldn't you just call that a circle corner? Well, because with 24-7 award-winning customer support, Squarespace lets you customize everything from look and fill to settings and products using beautiful templates created by world-class designers. And there's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade Ever. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code BOND to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. You can even get a domain for Furch.com. Oh, I can't wait for Furch.com. I'm going to have a click-through link for Squarepace. To Furch.com. <laughs> Book it now. Squarespace.com. Man and man. Man and man. Well, it's a beautiful day here in Southern California. I don't know why I feel the need to give the climate update. I always get weirded out when podcasts do that. Do you? Like when they're like, oh, recording, it's Wednesday morning and it's raining in LA. Like, I'm just like, well, why? I don't know. I kind of like, like it. It sets the scene. I like the mystery of like, when was this recorded? You want it evergreen where I'm like, it's 1115. <laughs> it's a mild, sunny day. You are going to hear this, everyone, in four days. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, the point is, my name's Matt Gorley. Oh, my name's Matt Myra, and guys, it is an exciting day, not only because uh, we have a first-time guest, long-time caller, um, but it's also Pierce Brosnan's uh, swan song with this podcast and the order in which we've done it. <laughs> this is right. This is the third Bond actor we're closing out. Uh, and we're closing out with Danny. So, Danny, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so formal. <laughs> Danny, uh, excited to have you. Uh, first became familiar with you on the Twitters. Mm. You uh, were mm. also a fan of James Bond, I discovered. Yes. yes. How did that occur? What happened? What is your history mm. with Bond? What happened Let's in your life to break you? Break it down. Uh, so... 
I was a kid in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sorry, man. Yeah, I mean, it was very, like, everybody knew about Bond. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had definitely seen some of Connery's and some of uh, Roger Moore's on TV with my dad. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it wasn't like, oh, here, seven-year-old daughter, let's sit down and watch this. He just would put it on. Yeah. And I would just, like, stop what I was doing and just kind of watch. Um, so that was kind of my first introduction. I know I saw Dr. No and uh, You Only Live Twice, before the age of eight. Um, nice. There was a lot that I didn't know what was going on. Uh, but I just kind of was like, oh, interesting. So <laughs> that was my introduction. Actually, you only live twice because of the um, the like ninjas in the rafters poisoning. Yeah. Sure. That, like, terrified of rafters growing up. Really? Oh, terrified like- of rafters. If I ever had to like stay in a house and sleep in a house with like... With, Be, like with beams, exposed beams, beams yeah. where somebody could like poison you in the night. I was, I was up on it. How do you feel about thread? <sighs> it's okay. okay. It's okay as long as it's not being lowered over my face with poison dripping down. So, uh, uh, yeah. so, so you only live twice. Very funny you mentioned this. I, I, I'm out the other day. This I get an email on Saturday from Avishai Shafrir, my father-in-law, the Mossad agent. Yes, definitely who, super spy. Yes, we covered this before. Uh, who <laughs> probably invented Krav Maga. Mm-hmm. Uh, Probably he, tracked down the Munich terrorists yeah. and killed them all. So he sends me an email, and it just says four six eight three one, Abishai. Four six eight three one four six. What could what <laughs> right? Is, and I say to my wife, I say, uh, "Your father just sent me an email, and it just says four six eight three one." It's code. Yeah. Well, so I'm thinking, is it like alphanumeric? <laughs> Uh, is the four a D? And then I'm like, no, that doesn't doesn't spell anything. So then I reply to him. My wife goes, oh, it's a riddle. He likes riddles. <laughs> I'm like, it's a riddle. <laughs> so I just reply to him, stumped. And then he sends the next email, and I'll read it in Avishai's voice. <laughs> Hint number one: He came back to life in submarine. <laughs> Okay, so it's got to be You Only Live Twice. Right? So I just send back an image of James Bond waking up in the submarine and put question marks on it. And he says, you're getting warmer. (laughs) You may be able to solve it. So then I'm sitting there and this is like, I'm trying to think how much time passed. Uh, So he sends me this back the next day at 7 (laughs) a.m. And then I reply to him... Probably f- three hours later, I'm just sitting down to breakfast, and I'm. It just pops into my head, and I go, "Hang on a second, <laughs> is he talking about the code for the safe in the office in You Only Live Twice in Sato Chemical? Is that what it is? <laughs> then I look up the scene, and that is exactly what he sent me. He wow. sent me the code to the safe. But what? Just so you could go on a little treasure hunt, and yes. he has to feed you That's riddles. That's fun. That's great. That's Four, really six, fun. Four six eight three one guys. I will never forget those numbers well, in my life it. now. Wow. Yeah. But such a weird. I have no explanation. Well, I think the lesson here is if you ever want to crack Matt's safe, we know the code. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so You Only Live Twice uh, apparently is a big favorite of my father-in-law as well. Oh, good. Yeah. What, uh, which, which of these bonds do you most identify yourself with mm-hmm. as a child of the 90s? I feel like you might... Is that the same question as which one do you like the best? No. 
Okay. No, no, no. no. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can it's answer not. whatever it's you want. Uh, probably Goldeneye. Yeah. Just because, you know, we had the game. Yeah. Like, we had just gotten the Nintendo 64. Yeah. So we were playing the game. Um, and because of that, we watched the movie more often. Right. Because oh, of right. the game. So. Right. Uh, probably watched that one a lot yeah. as a kid. The level design in, in GoldenEye is actually, it's fascinating to me how <laughs> weirdly almost accurate it is, you know? <laughs> like for a Nintendo 64 game to have uh, the level detail, like the monitors in the ceiling at the Serenaya. Can I just Goldeneye admit that I've probably said this before, but I've only played that game once and it was back mm. in the day. Or like, actually, I think it was in the early 2000s when this I played is, it. We really have to fix this. Mm-hmm. I know. We have to do an episode. It's good. It. It's fun. Yeah. I've heard. I was always thrown off because I think in the game, Natalia's wearing pants. Oh. And in the movie, she's wearing a skirt yeah. and tights. And I was like, why? And I understand now it's easier in the video game. Oh. I was always like, no. I am remembering her in a skirt and tights in the video game. Am I crazy? I think she's wearing pants, but That's I wishful could be crazy. Gaming. The wishful <laughs> I, you know, was reminded, I forgot about The World Is Not Enough, um, Nintendo 64 game. Uh, I'm not even aware Never of it. Which that. I had. Never. Uh, and it would have John Cleese pop up and tell you things <laughs> sure. throughout the mission. Sure. But like, you know, I was remembering like the whole Davidoff thing. And like, I remembered more of the plot of this movie from the video game. Oh. Than I did from actually wow. watching the movie. Yeah. But. So, Listen. Danny, who is your favorite Bond? <clears throat> and speak freely here. You get seen? no judgment. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, if you've seen my Twitter banner, that's been my Twitter banner for years yeah. now. Uh-huh. It's Timothy Dalton. Yeah. Um, and there are a couple reasons for that. Okay. One being that I saw uh, Sean Connery's Bond and Roger Moore's Bond when I was so young, mm-hmm. and even Pierce Brosnan, when I was, like, such a kid that it was before I was, like, had the ability to find grown men attractive. Right. I was just a little girl. So <laughs> I was like, oh, they're cool. So when I saw Bond, it was always this, like, I want to be yeah. James Bond. Like, I want to be a spy. I want to run around, like, doing all this stuff. So the first time I saw Timothy Dalton <laughs> when I was, I think I was 19, and it, I was just like, what? <laughs> I love it. What? So yeah, Timothy Dalton yeah. was your is. sexual awakening. Oh my god! I mean, yes. he might have been mine too. I think he's a really sexy Bond. It's yeah. it's not just his looks, which are great, classically handsome. Yeah, sure. He's very, very, very suave, but with this like underlying uh, like brutality. I don't sure, know. Yeah, the intensity, brutality. Yeah. He is a. Uh, he is a very dark bond, mm. a brooding bond. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, he's the proto Craig, I think, mm. in an era where he, he wasn't allowed to go full Craig. Mm. Yeah, I mean, who can go full Craig but Craig? That's right. <laughs> That's right. You're most getting a half Craig. You know who can't go full Craig? Pierce Brosnan. Which <laughs> this, I, I, I can't to wait today. to talk about this movie. I'm very excited uh. about it. When was the last time you watched this movie, both of you, prior to having to watch it for this podcast? Uh. Most likely for the last time we did. Okay. Which I have to say, I think this is my second favorite of the Brosnan movies. Mm. Yeah, uh, me too. I don't hate this movie. Me too. And we all know my favorite is actually Tomorrow Never Dies, which is crazy. (laughs) It is crazy. It's very crazy. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I think I watched it last when the 50th anniversary box set came out. Okay. I bought it 
just binged all of them. It took a very long time. Well, yeah. I like did nothing. I made no plans with friends and just binged the entire box set. Wait, like just movie after movie, day by day? So how many... It took... It took like a week because I had oh, to go, go to work. What a uh, wonderful week. That's Matt's it, dream week. Oh my it was God. a good week. Yeah. But the Roger Moore era just seemed to never end. Yeah. It was just went on and <laughs> well, on. Well, the movies themselves so and true. they're the most yeah. films. That's yeah. so true. And they kind of like, get... I'm doing this. Now I'm on Roger Moore. And then like after, I think five, I was like, okay. Yeah, I remember honestly feeling that the way. The reasoning with behind our method of going through the movies mm-hmm. initially. Mm-hmm. Remember, we just didn't want to have to slog for so long <laughs> to get to like Daniel Craig. Yeah, so we started That's going right. front to back and then yeah. meeting in the middle. Mm-hmm. Like but then what we didn't re- we sort of didn't realize was that when we got to the middle, it would just be all more anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And yeah, we. That's right. Uh, this method we have this time is it's the great. best because we just alternate what we want to mm-hmm. do. Yeah, the. I will say that I think that Pierce Brosnan looks the best in this movie. I think I agree, yeah. I think he's in the best shape of his Bond life. Because he's also got a little age and distinguished gravitas, slight flecks of gray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I see that. He's gone. This is Thomas Crown Affair Mm. Brosnan. This is the best era of Brosnan as far as I'm concerned. Mm. 1997 to 1999. Mm. Followed by Mamma Mia Brosnan. (laughs) Oh boy! <laughs> you um, seem to be really thinking on this. Do you not agree? Is there a more handsome era of Brosnan? He does look. He looks good. I'm just always thrown off by the scene near the end when he like swims outside the submarine to the other hatch. Yeah, and How- he's he's wearing like khakis. That yeah. are belted with his shirt tucked in, yeah. and it's the nerdiest. Okay, you'll ever see we somebody are, swim outside of a submarine. We are. I'm going to have to moderate this because I already know that's your are. favorite Bond it's my suit of all time, all time James Bond <laughs> outfit. But I'm in, the, I'm right sorely in the middle here. Well, so it's, I will, my fa- okay. it's my favorite Brosnan okay. outfit, far like exceedingly <laughs> far and away. But I'm with you. That dress shirt and linen pants. Disagree. Wait, wait what when, says summer? No, wait, you haven't that. finished. Let me finish. <laughs> when you're soaking wet, those are the type that are going to just cling to your yep. body and look mm-hmm. like he's wearing Why wouldn't they? colored saran wrap. Who wouldn't want to cling to that body? Come on. Mm-hmm. This is peak Brosnan. I do like the, the shape that he's in. It's He's in great shape, yeah. but it, it also looks real. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I love Craig, love the muscle, Yeah, but it's also like how often are you in the gym exactly yeah i'm aware too much aware of that like he's doing that for six months before every movie Mm -hmm. that's not the real him i i wouldn't mind a bond that was a little less cut than Mm. craig you know Mm. especially with his diet and alcohol (laughs) consumption (laughs) oh it's insane (laughs) yeah but he also think about how much daniel craig just in during his missions that james bond think about how much he's running that's, That's true. true. He does the most running of any Bond. And Brosnan alone, like the amount of hurt acting jaw clenching he's doing, <laughs> it's a type of isometric exercise that would keep him so fit. Well, you know, when he's in that torture chair at the end of the movie, all I was thinking was like, mm. they, did they write this in just for his acting? I they think he have. does that on his own. I don't yeah. think anyone tells him to. No, of, right. he of course does it on his own. Yeah. <laughs> of uh, course he does. When he lands on the Millennium Dome. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Pierce, uh, you're welcome on the show anytime. Uh, Pierce, I love you. You know where to find us. I love you, and and you're better than me. Okay, let's talk about this uh, cold open here. 
The longest one in the history of Bond movies. Yeah. Now, let's get this straight again. So, they did this because originally it was just going to be the Spain sequence was going to be the cold open? Yes. That would be weak. Viewers said that. I see why that. they did this. Yeah. Viewers said that. So, they cut that down. Uh, but I would like to see that extended sequence. Correct. I'm sure there was more to that, just that Spain yeah. thing. Yeah. But also, like, just the idea that there's so much fabric rope in that blind. And that's strong enough to hold them? Yes. Yeah. Why? How? Yeah. My cats rip my blinds cord down <laughs> yeah. a lot. Right. And they're just little cats. Do you think it could support their weight if they were to jump out of a large building in Spain? I think we should test it. <laughs> Let me go to the defense of cord length and blinds. Okay, please, please. Because <laughs> I think what they're insinuating is that's not just the length that you would pull. That the blind actually goes up into the mechanism and across mm-hmm. the top and then back around as a kind of pulley system on those mm-hmm. blinds. Okay. Now, I'm not a Brosnan apologist. No, you're not. But I'm just saying, even with that, it probably still is not enough for him to <laughs> jump down. But also, the fact that he jumps out of there thinking, I've got exactly the right amount to get me to the street. And so when the man grabs the table that he's tied to, he's like, oh, I didn't make it to the street. I had calculated so perfectly. And he does it. I had at least another floor like, to go. What would have happened if that table hadn't broken? Right. He'd just chill. I think he... Yeah. How far up was he? Like two stories? It seems like at least three. three. It seems very far. I yeah. don't know that he could cut it and then run. So essentially, he's getting... He's there to get $3 million back. Cigar Girl is there um, because I guess she's working for Reynard? See, we don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to, like... Yeah, she, is work, she is working. She's working for Renard, but she and no one chases oh, yeah. him. No yeah. one chases him down the street. Like Bond? he gets the clear. He gets the clear. Like he's theoretically right. Cigar Girl would have, if she wasn't working for Reynard, she would have gone after Bond and killed Bond. You mean after he runs down the street? Yeah, yeah. Did you notice how when he like kills the guy, the police are just very politely knocking? Yes, yes. It's like. <laughs> They're like knocking very politely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but want to disturb the Swiss bankers. He, he it, Bernard is there. He's the sniper, right? Because he says so as mm-hmm. much, and so she wouldn't have killed him mm-hmm. because she wasn't supposed to. Yeah, they won't, they need him to take the money to King and right. M. So yeah. that that blows up. Yeah, okay. it's hard to get. Right. There's a lot happening in this movie, <laughs> yeah. but I, I will say also it's probably the most simplistic. Bond plot I've seen in a long time. It is relatively easy to follow. In the sense of, like, the villain, Electra is doing what she's doing just to have sole control over the oil in the region. Mm-hmm. That's a clear bad guy scheme. Mm-hmm. It's not like flooding Silicon Valley so that you then have... It's very much like Oh, that. it is exactly yeah. like that. Hang on. <laughs> but it's not like radiating all the gold... <laughs> So that your gold becomes more valuable. Hold on, it is like that. Yeah, I guess their evil plan doesn't affect as many people. And they don't have as many people in on it as previous movies. Yeah. Right, there's not like an army of people involved in the scheming. But there's the potential for 8 million people to be killed in Turkey when the bomb goes off. Right. That's true. Which, I like that. Yeah, the plot's not bad. And I love Elektra and her kind of character arc and story and so much so that i almost thought like this is the way you reveal blofeld because she actually says i hated my father i'm not a king i want to be more on my mother's side which yeah. i gather was was like the azerbaijani side or the 
yeah, I, yeah, or maybe the yes. French. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not yeah. exactly no, sure the, what she it was. was. The it was the Azure side. So it should be kind of like. By the way, their name is Blofeld. I know they didn't have the rights to it in then, but that's how you do it. <laughs> oh, if she was Blofeld, that'd be great. That I would know. be cool. This is part of the reason why I'm glad you're here for this, because when we had talked to you about doing an episode, Danny, um, and I would still love to do this in the future, you you said, let's do an episode on kind of like the feminism and anti-feminism yeah. within Bond. Yeah. And I think we should do that. But this movie especially is interesting because you've got Denise Richards and mm-hmm. Sophie Marceau, both actually strongly written characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, whether the execution of that mm-hmm. comes out... It's interesting. And so I think at least for today, we can cover that stuff and then we could do a full episode on that. There's a lot. There's a lot there. Yeah. Good stuff, bad stuff. It's great. (laughs) I would love your input on that. You know, what's fascinating is, so this morning I was watching the movie and I was reading, I had the the archive book out and I was reading through the world is not enough section of it. And I was just curious. I was like, what are they going to say about Denise Richards' performance? Mm. They say nothing. This is like mm. they only nice. they literally yeah. say she's That's... cast. She they we flew her out to the UK for uh, to put her on tape. She got the part. We offered the, her the part. She took the part, mm. and then it moves on to the next thing. This is like how they cover Watergate at the Nixon Library in Yorba Linda, California. <laughs> <laughs> and then a couple of upstart reporters meddled and got in the way. And well, okay, on to the next phase. It's I I think it's nice to to say nothing because I've heard. Yeah. People really rip on her for her acting, which I don't think is the worst acting. Um, I don't. It, it's she's not as bad as Halle Berry. She's not I the disagree. strongest, but she's. I don't think she. She's good on camera, at least. Oh, she's beautiful. So. She can certainly hold my attention on screen. I think Halle Berry's way better than her as an actress. I, that's interesting. I'm just talking about their performances only in the Bond movies. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Really? Yeah. She. If there's something about her delivery in this that's just so hollow. It yeah. is very I don't know. wooden. Yeah. But and it's also I guess like the dialogue is also it is awful. that's true. It's bananas. It's like true. it's like the whole point. Like Bond is shooting. He shoots the the whatever compressor tank so that the elevator will go up. As he's doing that, as they're trying to outrun an explosion, she then she the line they've written for her is, uh, "So you're a British spy? Do you have a name?" Like. Yeah. Now? <laughs> well, she's also being held up against Sophie Marceau's acting, mm-hmm. I think is like pretty pretty good and she's, subtle. She's yeah. pretty good. I really like her in yeah. this film. Yeah. She's scary and beautiful. I know. And then when <laughs> she uh, takes that earring. There's really a lot to Ooh. there's a lot to unpack with this movie that I mm-hmm. don't think we covered in the last movie. We're gonna get I wanna sort of go in order. So I'm gonna get to the Q stuff in a little bit. Okay, so but we should talk more about this too and like your thoughts on on both the characters and I think the acting performances are pretty self-evident, mm. but as written, the characters and stuff. Cigar yeah. Girl auditioned for um, Sophie Marceau's part. Really? Mm. Yes. Um, She's cool. Yeah, yeah. But the Michael Apted said that her English probably wasn't as mm. good as it needed to be to have all of that dialogue yeah. with Brosnan. So they were like, would you like to play Cigar that Girl? That didn't stop Gert Frobe or <laughs> the guy that played Largo. Yeah. I want to know why no one on the Thames, which has a nine mile an hour speed limit, <laughs> <laughs> and is constantly, you know, last next time you're in London, just mm-hmm. look at the police presence around the Thames. Mm-hmm. No one stopped this speedboat no. with a huge machine gun on the back of it? Yeah. 
I know they're not even and their hiding. grenade launcher. Also, <laughs> the boat is supposedly not ready, right? Q's like, no. Right, yeah, right. Bonds, yeah, the yeah. fishing boat. But it's yeah. got all, everything's on it. It seems ready. It's yeah, pretty it's ready. pretty ready. Maybe he was, you know what? Here's my question. Here, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, my favorite thing to do here is to apologize for Bond and Brosnan. <laughs> they need a lot of apologies. And I like to do a little reverse logic on this. Here's how he's getting that boat ready. He's trying Q to, Bond? Q is trying to decommission the boat. Mm. This is a spy boat, but he's like, uh, you know what? I'm going to take one of these boats for myself from fishing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to have to take these torpedoes out, blah, 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 blah. I and see. that's when he says it's I not ready that. yet. It's he's, not ready. He's about, he's, it, this is a movie where he's like, my retirement <laughs> away from you. Yes. yes. So I buy that. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I forget, does she, when she gets in that boat, does she pull a cover off that machine gun or is it just sitting there? No, in the it's sun? just sitting there wide open. Okay. It's wow. crazy. Wow. Let me ask you about this. They go to, before the boat chase, Yeah. King's in there and there's the explosion. Are we to think that M and King were once lovers because they really have... Like, her wistfulness when she talks about him seems more than family friend to me. I didn't see that. You didn't see that? Did you, Dan? I just saw that as close college friend. M and Electra's father. Sir. But she Uh, kind of just has a wistfulness and a pause. They were drinking together. Yeah, they were. And then when she talks about him, and they they said, we read law together at Oxford, and but she just kind of has this, like, wistfulness. And it made me think, like, all those people that tried to float this theory that Silva was M's son. I think there's more of a case for Electra being M's daughter. Interesting. But but it's not obviously because we know that the real mother is mm. her other ancestry line. But I don't know. Just, you know, think about it, everyone out there, and then get back to me at my <laughs> at Matt Myra. <laughs> Please don't. There is a lot of alcohol at M's desk. Yeah. And that scene in the beginning. I know. It's kind of striking. I know. You know what's <laughs> interesting? So here's, the, you know what else I found out from this book? I, she did, Judy Dench did three days of shooting on Goldeneye. That's it. Wow. She wow. did five days of shooting on Tomorrow Never Dies. And she only did 14 days of shooting. She got all of this done in 14 days. Wow. wow. Yeah, that's pretty good. She's great. I guess her locations were really just three locations. Yeah, but mm. I mean... You, it's crazy to think that she only had to work 14 days. And they had to shoot the funeral scene closer to London. They were going to shoot it in Scotland, but she mm-hmm. was doing a play in the West End. Oh, man. I would love to have seen that. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much information. I also watched this on Amazon Prime, <laughs> mm. which has X-Ray. So when you're watching uh, it with X-ray, you turn it on, you get your tidbits. Yeah. What? I always turn those off. Yeah. It oh no, not me. Not when I'm watching a Bond like movie. Pop video, okay. pop up video. Style like pop up video. Oh, I didn't yeah. know about this. Yeah, it's called X-ray. Essentially, what it does is it just pulls everything from IMDb and gives you access to it. So trivia, goofs, all that stuff. And the beauty of it is, when you're in a scene, you just hit the button and it tells you every all the actors in the scene. Wow. And then you can select them. Are you watching on a TV screen or TV? Computer. Okay. Because yeah. I've, when I've had that, I've watched it on a computer, <laughs> like little monitor. And oh, yeah. You don't it want takes it on up a, a lot screen. of the screen. No, no, no. On the big screen. Yeah, but like IMDb tidbits not aren't always great. Correct. No, no. Mostly not correct. not correct. They're not great. Yeah. Um, oh, but some of the other stuff comes from me reading <laughs> the archive book. But if ever there was a film to have X ray, it was this one because he puts on his X ray goggles. Oh, yeah, which fitting. I have some things to say about goggles. <laughs> but this um, movie, 
Oh, it it <laughs> it's I like it, and then really quickly it loses me. And we talked about this last time, but it's it's something that you just don't need. And that is a boat. It's one thing that the boat goes on dry land, but that he turns. 90 degree turns in that stupid boat through alleys on pavement. That bothers you. That, how, yes, how could that not how bother How is the you? boat going? Is it the, the rocket? I think it's just running on I think jet. they're assuming that I could understand the forward propulsion, but like you can't steer on dry no, land with a boat no with rudders. Yeah. There's no... Unless it's like a jet turning thing but you don't see that no i feel like the jet rotor sh- the jet should be able to turn no right? but they show but the jet it's just shooting out the straight, straight out of the back yeah. but those jet boats that's how they turn but they turn because they have to have water going going through them. them yeah but this one has fire going through it <laughs> no fire's coming out of it there's this no fire, fire coming through. in oh, no no <laughs> and i just feel like you don't need to have, be that wacky mm. with this especially a woman's does, about to kill herself it and, like ramps and does the upside down the barrel roll yeah yeah at least there's not a slide whistle though i know but by that, the way you know they considered it the uh <laughs> more facts for you guys the uh 350 horsepower engine in the boat was enough to send the boat if they put it to full the bow of the boat i read that would go underwater so, really so they were that. like oh we should write let's this in. use it straighten your tie and that's how the tie bit came and the tie wow. bit came from brosnan it did he yeah uh, that sounds right see now that i have no problem with ironically <laughs> because that's at least a character joke i get it but it's just believing that a speedboat can just drive on land for what seems like 60 seconds at least. You don't know. With an incredible whining noise. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what Q has going under there. No, He's I don't. He's built boats before that go on land. But I wish We've they would have taken this. pains to show us what the mechanism could possibly be. Would yeah. you have rather had a hover skirt so it was the gondola engine again? <laughs> I guess... I would rather you just... It's also a long sequence. Cut that. You you already have the longest... It was longer. They Damn. cut that boat scene in half. Well, like, I could I could suggest a few trims. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to get charged. And then the, uh, the guy clamping the car. Right. That's an inside joke for he's, British people. Right. He's like from a reality TV show Called or something. Clampers. Yeah. Wow. Clampers. <laughs> wow. We're learning so much here on James Bonding. But then, as, as it loses me, yeah, I do like the segment with the like her shooting the balloon and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when it really gets me back is when they go to that uh, MI6 in Scotland. I don't mean to get ahead of myself if Bad you guys types. have more to say, but oh. You're not getting ahead of yourself. No. I think this is the perfect time to talk about Scotland. That set, that is my personal heaven. It's a castle yeah. on a little mini island that's mm. not super far out and just in Scotland. Not too remote. No, but with a plaid rug, yeah. <laughs> wainscoting higher than a human. Yep. Oh, man, that place is incredible. Um, I just want to die and live, live and die there. Is this their temporary headquarters or a another headquarters? Yeah, it's like their Scottish like branch. No, I think what happens is anytime there's an explosion at MI6, as there <laughs> was, the yeah. they move it oh, to that's true. wherever gotcha. safe. Somewhere they need to move near, it. but not yeah. too near. I'm also yeah. glad they pulled Tanner out of rehab. <laughs> Fucking I love that love guy. Tanner. He's, he's more put together in this one than in, in <laughs> Tomorrow Never Dies, but there is a sense of like, like he... After Tomorrow Never Dies, he relapsed, went away, and then he's kind of fresh and clean in this one. Is he in Die Another Day? I forget. He's not. 
Oh, see, he's banging Reno. <laughs> I like uh, Tanner and Robinson. I, you know, I've yeah. always said this. I'm a big fan of Tanner and Robinson. I like them too. Um, you know, Samantha Bond never has really done it for me as Money Penny, mm-hmm. even when she's wearing a coat the same pattern as the rug. <laughs> All right. Um, Black Watch. They've, she's the worst written Money Penny, I think, of all of the Money Pennies. It's just innu- innuendo, innuendo, innuendo. I agree. It's, it's, she's very thirsty for Bond, yeah. Yeah. which Money Penny's always like into him, but it, it's always seemed a little more wholesome. Yeah, before. yeah it's like I agree. Flirtation, she is like down. Yeah. And yeah, it right. is a little much. Yeah, you're right. I've never noticed that before. Like with Lois Maxwell, it's like she knows nothing's going to happen, so it's harmless flirting. Yeah. With Samantha yeah. Bond, you do feel like... It's a little weird. Yeah, she's she she's not only wants it, but she's pursuing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the actress. I think the actress is yes. great, but you're right. The character's written so two-dimensionally for her. It's very... Um, there's... I'm trying to think of the... It's the her dialogue does nothing in the story mm. at any point. It never, she never hands him tickets to Jamaica. She never like does anything that pushes the plot point. forward, she, which she is what does. money. Penny, I don't think so. Money Penny usually at least will say you're, you do it. M's office at, at six or right. something. She does mm-hmm. something to thrust the plot forward. But yeah. in this movie, she's very, uh, I know where to shove this cigar. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. Nudge, or she nudge. gets territorial mm-hmm. with the doctor. Yeah, too. I she, love yeah. that. The, yeah, the shade. It's um, <clears throat> it's super, <laughs> super bitchy yeah. and like very like shaming. Yeah, kind I of. Know. Um, and did so, you see the doctor after she says that just kind of follows her out, like, but like oh, kind of just defeated. Uh, it's yeah, but it, she's mad, right? Striking. Because she's never got to sleep with Bond, but yeah, doctor. Mm. What is her name? It's like Holly Warm Flash. Yes. Oh boy. Meaning Doctor Warm Flash. That's what I was like thinking. Is she's this, I'm not pre, getting premenopausal. <laughs> yes. Wow. I don't know. I don't know. Holly Warm Flash. I don't Flash. get that joke. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> that's yeah. That's not a good Molly one. Molly Warm Flash. Yeah. This is Molly. amazing. Well, guys, she's five foot seven, one hundred and twelve pounds. This is character information on the James Bond Wikipedia. For Money Penny or Warm Flesh? She's an ally. Warm Flesh. Warm Flesh? Warm. I'm sorry, Flash. Warm Flash. Flash. Molly. Warm warm Flash. She's only in this movie and in the novelization. And uh, Mm. Serena Scott Thomas, I do know this, guys. Wait, is she related to Christian Scott Thomas? Uh, No. She kind of looks like her. Mm Mm-hmm. She is sister. Oh wow! <laughs> I had to scroll Good down. I had to scroll down. Uh, but it's she, um, she, they said they were going to get a body double in there, and she was like, "No, I'll do it." Hmm. For for what though? Yeah, for like taking her skirt double. off. Yeah, oh. they're going to give her a butt double. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. And she was like, "No, I can do this. Don't worry about that." That was a very strange scene. Like. He's being examined by a female doctor, so you assume, okay, he's gonna like say something, yeah, make a move, but just takes her skirt off. I know. <laughs> it's just like, but it yeah. does seem like they've had a history. <laughs> it's of, true of Tris. It's, well, in she the says office. as much. You're gonna call me this time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, there's been something going on for a while. So much to the point where he's examining the projection of Reynard, and yeah. when she walks in, he just. Slinks Something back. Something happens. I know. It's really he slinks He's back. like, oh, she's here. Yeah. And he tries to hide behind Renella's skull. 
She performed the surgery on Renard in some version of the script. Oh, really? Oh, see, that's interesting. Why? Yeah. Was he captured? I don't know. (laughs) Some version of the script, that was the backstory of. I like what they have where he hunts down the doctor and kills the doctor. Yeah. Yeah, Renard's Renard and Electra. That this movie writes villains well. Like they, they. Well, you also really like good. the the caliber of Robbie Coltrane mm-hmm. and um, Sophie Marceau and um, Robert Carlyle. Yeah, he plays good. it. Like, He's great. Le- less is more. Real subtle. Very sad. Yeah. yeah, I feel for him. I do too. <laughs> but they're always saying like he's an animal. He's terrible. But like. But what did he do? <laughs> yeah. Like, like they keep saying how awful he is. And, like, I know he is. But, like, they don't really illustrate how right. terrible he is. Yeah. So, in the end, especially with his sad little, like, eye mm-hmm. that he's got going on, I just feel bad. I know. I know you. Because he was working for the KGB or the FSB in Afghanistan. And he gets kicked out of the KGB or FSB. And he, he burns a guy's hand with a rock. He kills another guy. Yeah. I mean, he's a bad guy. But, yeah, he's not... He's not as brutal as I think they're yeah. making him out to be. They're not showing it. <laughs> and it's clear to me that I think, I think anyway, that his interpretation of this is really his choices. So when he, the last time you see him when he gets shot with that plutonium rod, <clears throat> they just have a, a shot of him looking through those pipes. And he just has this like sad look like I'm going to die and, and my woman I love's dead and she's not even going to know and... It's just I love his, the choices he made. They don't really fit with the movie entirely, <laughs> but I think like I would love to see the movie where his choices were the tone of the entire movie. That would be well, amazing. you know what's interesting. I th- I feel like everyone tonally like the 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 see I don't even I can't even call Coltrane a bad guy really. No, he's he's one of those allies. He's one of those like back and forthy. But I mean, like, he's mostly so allies. the caliber of those three. You have you know those three actors, and then you have on the MI six side of things, you you have a performance from Bond that again he's doing what he's what's written for him, but looking hurt while doing all of it, um, <laughs> and then you have this Christmas Jones performance. Yeah, it's very. Just the dichotomy of the two is so... It's like they're in different movies. You shouldn't want to spend more time with the villains... That's true. ...than Bond. That's true. And I, I want to be in the world with Bernard and Every moment Electra. that Sophie Marceau is on the screen, you kind of care more about yeah, the movie. That's right. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. She's so mean, though. She killed her own father. <laughs> but it's pretty cold. Didn't... They do justify that in some way, like he was really mean to the mother or something, right? What, what did they say? No. It was no. just that they didn't send the money. She's very, yeah. very upset about uh, that. She's I thought there was something prior to that. Money. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Scotland. Oh, we're at the queue scene. Oh. <laughs> Guys, if you watch this movie again, I want you to count the number of times 007 is said in this scene. Wow. I refuse to go back and count. It's that many, though. But it was... Every other line of dialogue had wow. 007 in it. Mm. It was really 007. off-putting. Mm. Man, I, it never ceases to get me, though, that shot of him going down, just knowing this really is his last. Very amazing it's foresight of them. sad yeah. because of what we know, yeah. that he died. But yeah. it's, a we- it's a weird ending to that scene. Mm-hmm. 
Well, Good, it's also goodbye. we've talked yeah, about it. The, before. the lowering, yeah. We talked about it before, but like he, he never said those things. I know, and it's <laughs> he never, never said those things. Never let them see you bleed is I've such a weird thing to come from him. You. Yeah, yeah, it should yeah. be coming from M. But do you think that they were going to retire him, or he wanted to retire? Like he thought this was his last movie, regardless of the fact that he died. No, he's and and he has he said he was signed on to do the next one. He was going to do the next one, and all he wanted for three movies, he had just kept asking them. He's like, "Can I have an assistant in the movie who can just deliver the dialogue that uh, I don't want to deliver?" But they had the foresight to put I know a goodbye. And do you think they broached that with him? In that case, how did they do it? Like. We're a little worried you might die, but we want to write in a farewell. We want you, you can still be in them, but we need to at least cover this. I think they're probably like, listen, we're going to get you an assistant, but every movie we're going to end with you saying goodbye in fun ways. <laughs> New advice that we never heard. Yeah. I've always said, never let them see you bleed. Put in a water saving shower head. <laughs> I've always told you two things. Actual please, advice. Please, please, advice. Please, please return it in working order. And uh, that's my lunch. <laughs> That's like that's what he should have said. I know. That's what he should have said. Yes. And then left. Uh, Always come back in working order. And then like that would have been a fun thing for him to say. Yeah. And then like it's also time. It won't be the last rating of the size of Q's hands, but it will be chronologically the last. Sure, sure, sure. Rating it's the golden eye. Hands. Mm. What? So it's a golden eye plus or minus. And because this is his last time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send him off with a salute, okay? And I'm going to rate his hands, have a perfect stasis between atmospheric pressure and inflammation so that he's feeling the most comfort possible. There's a perfect balance, no pressure, no swelling, just ease. Like he's just not feeling his hands for once. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that's what I want Q to have. Wow. Just want him to be released. Yeah. It's a very specific amount of. Uh, but swelling. let's talk about let's talk about the size of the hands. Are we saying that they are a golden eye? Well, I wrote that because I minus he had already sunk down in before I could take uh, a look at his hands. I didn't even. I was going to say I didn't even notice his hands. I, didn't I don't think they show him much either. But well, there's the moment when when Bond takes off in the. In the car, and Q's like, "Oh no!" And oh, yeah. like, like frames his hip in his head. And <laughs> yes, like, he does. Uh, it's it's really it's the weirdest pose that he's probably ever done in any of the movies. It's it's like overly cartoonish. That's so the worst. Act. That's somehow the worst acting in the movie. Is that wow. Llewellyn? You can take a look at his hands in that scene. Uh, okay. I'm looking at them right now, uh, <laughs> and we're gonna. I could just pull it up out of the book, but uh, here yeah, we go. I'm bringing them up too. Desmond Llewellyn, hands is the second thing. What? <gasps> we have done it. Wow. Oh, my God. The second on the Google so, list. So many people are Googling the it now. The second thing is Desmond Llewellyn, hands. We have <laughs> really changed Click on time. hands and what's the first thing that comes up, I wonder. Oh, that's a great question. I wonder if it's for, just for me. Well, have you Googled that before? I don't know. Desmond. God, I'm so proud of that. And wow. also a little Desmond bit. Desmond Llewellyn, Desmond. Ashamed. Desmond Llewellyn, Desmond Llewellyn hands, Desmond Llewellyn net worth. And when you click Desmond Llewellyn hands. Net worth? Why would that be? Desmond Llewellyn. Yep, it's the second one for me as well. Wow. Height um, tribute. Images. Yeah. The first image is. 
Desmond Llewellyn's hands. Desmond Llewellyn's hands in Tomorrow Never Dies are fucking insane. Uh, all right. I'm going to click on this. World is not enough. I'm sorry, everybody. Look at that. That's so much. Yeah. That's so much hands. So much. Uh, that's him at the premiere. That's him signing books. Oh, I don't have the world is not enough on digital. Oh, yes, I do. Ah, here we go. Here we go. Oh, that's a that's a GoldenEye minus one. Wow. I got to take it from the movie, Matt. You look, you'll understand. I've never my... really noticed his hands before. I get it, but he's in this pool room. This is from that yeah. day. But who knows what kind of lenses they're working with here. All right. <laughs> All right. Here we go. A legendary 007 wit, or at least half of it. They don't show his hands a ton in this. Well, I, I think Danny's right. You go back to the scene where he is okay. uh, just flabbergasted that his boat has or left us. So go back in to... The, when he's running towards the bank vault before the bomb goes off. Oh, and yeah. And there's and that he's quick shot a... of Q just like exasperatingly holding a laptop. Oh, okay. Winded from watching somebody run. He's like, like he's annoyed that something is happening near his lab. Uh, go past this, yep. Oh, 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 yeah, he's on a laptop. That was typing. Okay. Oh, his hands like, are perfect. Somebody running? Perfect. <gasps> yeah, they don't look big. They don't look huge, right? Like, I love to think he was the most at peace right before he passed away. <laughs> That's like his swelling so sweet. Had gone the movie down. came out in November and he passed away in December. Really? I yeah. didn't realize it was that instant. Yeah. Wow. Passed away at the hospital no. after oh, suffering a lot of injuries in that car accident. Oh. Oh my God! He's waving his hands too. The amount. Oh jeez. Oh no! Oh, that is bigger than (laughs) I thought. All right, I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a golden eye. Well, I'm gonna give it a golden eye plus two, and that's two movies later. Wow. Okay. So his. Yeah. He's gained two hands. But really, I'm gonna give it perfect stasis of atmosphere (laughs) pressure versus inflammation. Nice. Uh, we really we are so concerned for his uh, um, his hands well being. And is there a more lovable man on the face of the earth than yes. Desmond Llewellyn? Who? Uh, John Cleese as R. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I was excited. I wish He's John great. Cleese stuck around. Yeah, I wish he. He's funny. I wish he was yeah. a holdover. He John Cleese is one of those people that like doesn't even have to do or say anything funny yeah. for you to start. That's true. Laughing. Yeah. I mean, he's of. a genius. He comes prepackaged with comedy. <laughs> Faulty like, Towers oh, there he is. is the best thing. Oh, ever. I was just watching that so recently. Good. It's insane. That's like comedy school. Yeah. It's pure farce. It's the greatest <laughs> yes. it's the greatest farce that's ever been shown on television. It's amazing. Probably. It's amazing. Anyway, uh off to Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan, where there's a, a church that's gonna be uh torn down unless uh they move the pipeline and a russian orthodox priest is there for some reason well, why would what do you mean why wouldn't you mean that's not what the, it's very it's not <clears throat> what the, those people do those people her her mother's side of the family would not be russian orthodox mm. why not because it's just very far removed from them how do you know this i yeah. know this because i read so much today wow it's not enough <laughs> in that book it says that it seems like russian orthodox or or like Eastern European Orthodox Christianity was around those areas. Listen, 
I'm just going by what I read okay. somewhere. Okay. And I read four different sources today, so I can't tell you which one was inaccurate. And the last thing I purport to be is a religious expert. <laughs> <laughs> You're a religious lover, not expert. <laughs> I, no, I'm, I'm neither. Uh, okay, so we were introduced to Electra at the funeral, but then we, the next time we see her in action, she's uh, being magnanimous to this, these people. Right. She's moving the pipeline at the expense of the uh, timeline for the pipeline being finished. Um, so Bond is going to bodyguard her? Yeah, because they think Reynard is going to come get her again, right? <clears throat> And they're convinced it's Reynard. I don't think they know. They yet. don't know yet. I don't think they, just somebody's trying to kill her. Yeah, because yeah. she doesn't know. Um, I don't think Emma's convinced. But well, don't isn't there knows. a point where they know and she's mad at Bond for not telling her that it would be Reynard? Mm, she's mad that he's accusing she her. She says right. those lines. <laughs> okay, so we can. Anyway, the says point is they lives. go skiing. <laughs> and this is the last ski scene we've had in a Bond movie mm. to date, right? Yeah, we haven't had a ski scene this century. There's an explosion. Q pose. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> that's so funny. It's good. <laughs> I mean, he should be in a commercial that's like, I could have had a V8, basically. <laughs> oh, my oh, my word. Oh. Um, it's a good ski scene. I, so, like, so he's just going with her to, he's bodyguarding her, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but also I love that he deduces that they're going to ski to check this pipeline. Mm. And next to her is that big, beefy bodyguard that she has. Mm-hmm. And he's got a pair of skis over his shoulders. Mm-hmm. So, presumably, the skis Bond picks up are really Electra's skis. <laughs> And I'll he takes carry a, these for you. Yeah, and and he hands the bodyguard hands the other skis to Electra, and so he's skiing on her little skis, and I she's skiing. Do on love them. before M sends him off to do this? She's like, remember, shadows stay in front or behind, not on top. Yeah, yeah, that's a good line. Yeah, I, I like that's it. a good. It's yeah. basically yeah. like try not to fuck her. Yeah. yeah, and because I also believe M is clever enough to come up with those things. Sometimes mm-hmm. in these Bond innuendos, they're writing quips beyond the character's capabilities, you know? <laughs> it's it's really... Um, like, Renard has one, and he's really uncomfortable doing it. It's not that I don't think he's smart enough to do one of those. It's that he would not choose to do one of right. those. Right. Yeah. Um, but the ski scene for me, the paratrooping situation... Parahawks. Parahawks. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah. Those are kind of cool. I just, yeah. I they just can like go on air. Skiing. They can go on land. <laughs> yeah. And probably they can go on water, too. Maybe. We don't know. Swamps. Everything can. They could certainly be on frozen water, which is like ice. Mm. That's frozen water. <laughs> That's true. That's my understanding. Um, but I will say this. Uh, of all the James Bonds, Pierce Brosnan's Bond has been saddled with the worst eyewear. Mm. His glasses, his sunglasses, Ooh. are never good. Yeah, I agree. Are never they just good. a product of the time? Are they, they are very, 90s? very stylish. I feel like those are probably Persols. I'll have to look at them again, but they're just never. It's interesting to me that every other Bond has had a classical sort of sunglass look. You know. Yeah. But then you have Brosnan's sunglass look, which are almost worse than the first time we see Felix. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but I love those. I don't like Craig's Casino Royale sunglasses because doesn't he have kind of like... Those are small Persols also. I can't even picture them. 
I think it's it's when you're getting sunglasses that are really of the time, like you said, instead yeah. of classical ones. Yeah. That's your problem. I think that's the mistake a lot of them are making. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, fortunately for us, uh, they've put James in some nice looking Tom Fords lately. Are you mentioning these because before the podcast, you said if you just talk about something on a podcast, you can write it off? <laughs> no, I bought these many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> these are, these are, these are Spectre? These are from Spectre. Oh. Mm. Yeah. No, yes, these are the these are the uh, funeral scene sunglasses. Yeah, that's right. Wearing. But you popped out the sunglasses, right? And I just use them as eyeglasses. And then I have the uh, the the Specter volcano crater layer. Jesus, I have man. those as my other glasses, but they broke in Disneyland. Oh. so I had to put on my emergency <laughs> glasses, guys. It's very devastating. But I'm here to say, how did they break? Uh, the screw came out oh, okay. of the oh, side. It was going to be know? something amazing. Like no. Space Mountain was extra crazy <laughs> was that day. So epic. <laughs> I will say, best food I had there was at Chef Mickey's. Character mm. breakfast, guys. Where in Highly Disney recommended World? at the Contemporary I highly Resort. recommend the restaurant in Pandora where you get like a cheeseburger pod and a <laughs> salad with little dressing bulbs that you have to pop Ooh. to get the dressing to come I had the, It's um, disgusting. Ooh. I had the green... Grog, that green ale, that green beer. From Pandora? Yeah, it was great. Oh, really? That was great. Mm. I didn't have any food in there, though. Mm. I'm not into this Pandora food, guys. No. It's all. How long before they, by the way, how long before they turn all of that into Wakanda? Oh, wow. I hope hope soon. Also, here's my pitch, by the way. This is side Disney X, you know. The World Showcase has all these expansion pads on it, Nepcot, that they were going to put other countries in. Mm. But there's a huge gap between there's a huge gap where they have like some African stands before you get to Morocco. Mm-hmm. They could just tear that gap that those stands out and make it Wakanda. Great, yeah. Get rid of the real culture and history <laughs> of, of human civilization. But there is no it's so generic, it's nothing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It is yeah. nothing. Mm. Why not put well, Wakanda? Maybe, there? You I'm have, surprised they haven't. And in so the like, Netherlands you have frozen. Canada becomes like um strange brew land. And uh, France is I view would... to a kill land. Come on, now we're <laughs> oh, talking, huh? We are getting into it. Every day, right May Day it. parachutes off the you could, Eiffel Tower. I would go. Do the gondola boat chase. In Venice? In the Venice. Part oh, of... please. Or just sink a, a Venice building from Casino Royale. There's two birds with one stone. Every 45 minutes. Also, isn't from Russia with Love, sink. there's a Venice scene too, isn't there? Uh, Doesn't he go to Venice we there? We need to really be in charge of theme parks. I know. I don't know why we're not. I know. If you out there uh, have anything to do with theme parks, email us. If you build it, they might come. That's right. How do you guys... Sorry, I apologize about getting back back to to the movie here. How do you feel about the score in this film? I like it. Mm. Oh, you know what's weird about the score? I don't think I thought about it much. I just miss David Arnold so much. Uh, I feel like the score was done before they made the decision to move the theme song to move the opening credits because the boat chase has it in there has a little the world is not enough yeah, theme in there that. thematically I think that's why I love and i like the score. it i like that but i think you shouldn't recall the theme if you haven't heard the theme yet or is he not recalling merely teeing it up is he foreshadowing <laughs> david this... g arnold i follow you on twitter please hit us up Seriously, um, this movie uses the theme song a lot throughout the score, and I just love that. It's a good theme it. song. I wish they. We didn't get even back talk about the. We didn't do it. I know Shirley Manson. The lava lamp. I like the song. Okay. I can't get a straight answer. 
on Is This Garbage or Is It Shirley Manson from Garbage singing the song? Well, it says garbage, doesn't it? It's always, doesn't yeah, it? I think it always says garbage. Oh, does it? I always, I, for some reason in my head, I, I always say it credited as Shirley Manson. Maybe also, maybe David Arnold. I think it's credited as garbage. Let me. Because I remember when I first saw this movie, mm-hmm. probably like 99. Yeah. Uh, my mom was like, garbage? What a name for a band. She was very upset about it. <laughs> I don't know what she was expecting. Why would they call themselves something bad? Why? You don't listen to garbage, do you? Garbage. I'm going to, you guys keep talking. I'm going to f- get to the bottom of this. I Well, we didn't even talk about the opening credits. I like no. the oil. It's cool. The oil of it all. Yeah. Uh, the oil of it all. Uh, it performed fits. by garbage, written by David Arnold and Don Black. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Don, bringing Don Black back as well. Boy, I popped right to that. That felt good. <laughs> something real impressive, real succinct. Man and man, man and man, podcast. Support for today's show comes from Squarespace. Think it, dream it, make it with Squarespace. With beautiful templates created by world-class designers, Squarespace makes it easy to turn your site, like Squarespace, into a new and unique website. You know, man, I've been thinking about our websites, and uh, Squarespace is going to be great, as well as, uh, what was it, Furch? Furch.com. Furch. Furch.com is going to be good, too. But I think, in the, you know, since we're talking about the world is not enough this week, I think there's no better website than uh, ChristmasComesOnceAYear.net. Dot, dot. But we could build that. With Squarespace. And we could tear customize it down everything. With Squarespace. We could customize everything from the look to the feel to the settings and products, <laughs> all optimized for mobile. Your cat is out of control right now. For mobile, <laughs> right out of the box with built-in search engine optimization, Matt. You can showcase your work, blog, or publish content, announce a special project, even sell products and services of all kinds in just a few clicks. Now, Matt, I feel like you really want to go check on that noise while I finish this ad. I do. So I'm going to do that. You, uh, Squarespace, they have analytics that help you grow in real time. There's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever, so you don't have to deal with, oh, my website's not working, do I have to download this thing? No, you don't. You don't have to do anything. Squarespace just makes it work. If you have a question, Squarespace has award-winning 24-7 customer support, and it's there to help. Keep dreaming, but make it a reality with a website from Squarespace, Matt. There is nothing more disconcerting than a noise that you definitely hear, but you don't know what did it. That's why I go to whatwasthatnoise.com, which is a great Squarespace site. (laughs) But before you do that, head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And then when you're ready to launch your website that you've built for free, you can use the offer code BOND to save 10% off the first purchase of the website or domain. That's squarespace.com, offer code BOND. They make love. Hold on, yes. we're skipping. Wait, something. where did you go? We yeah. <laughs> oh, I was past the ski. Scene Always to the rushing love to the love. Gotcha. Now I know one of our biggest complaints about this film is the retro engineering of this gadget mm-hmm. to fit the story moment. But one I'm of, not even going to mm-hmm. touch on one it. that. Goes without saying. Yeah. Am I missing something here? In Q's lab, when John Cleese shows them the jacket, yeah. it's a jacket. He's not wearing he's the jacket. Not. He's wearing a full jumpsuit. It's a suit. It's I guess that he put that mechanism in. I guess. But then he was like, 
by the way, I'll give you a ski suit on, in case you go skiing. So I'm supposed to believe a boat can turn corners and I don't need any explanation. And a big avalanche bubble can come out of a jumpsuit just as much of a jacket. Your Honor, I rest my case. Well, I think it's sort of like one of the... I got to pee. I don't air- even want to hear this I'll, explanation. I'll <laughs> it's like one of the airplane life preserver situations okay. where that you don't have to have it sewn into anything. It's just there. You just pull the tab yeah. and then boom. Yeah. I think what he was demonstrating was not that the jacket gotcha. has this thing, but that this thing exists that, that can go into any jacket. That technology. That makes sense. Because it seems to be separate from the coat because they're climbing out of it. And he's wearing the thing? Yeah. I didn't think about that. So I think it's mm. just a separate device that Q grabbed. I also am curious when... The avalanche happens, it mm-hmm. inflates very quickly. Yeah. Yep, um, yep. They're inside of it, and then she's freaking out. Uh, and then he, like, takes the knife and cuts it open. Yes. Like, how does that protect you from this? I guess the avalanche has stopped at that point. It yeah. just seemed like you're in this protective thing. Maybe stay in it for a minute. I also like that his watch is a light. <laughs> I like that his that's, watch has a flashlight on yeah, it. Yeah, that's that was very a, useful. Also, by the way, he has this grappling hook. That we see earlier in the Leash. thing that he shoots out, the tangs hit the steel, and then it somehow supports his weight, and he yeah. flies, essentially flies. Yeah. Why wouldn't he use that to escape mm, the, the avalanche? No, the um, Spain office instead of grabbing the curtain, the curtain thing. Yeah, because I feel like he could have like shot that into the building a next building door, next door. Mm-hmm. and and just had a great time Sp- jumping across. across. Yeah. Uh, that's a very good question. I mean, if you're going to have a gadget set up. Did he just get it? No, because there's no explanation of it from Q. This is like a gadget he's always had. Also, in Goldeneye, he has a belt mm-hmm. that is a grappling hook. Yeah. He has the grappling hook belt. Mm-hmm. Are you telling me he's not wearing that all the time? I feel like he you should always he have it. You think he would? Or just, maybe it's just... No, that doesn't work. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. You're right. I don't understand it. That doesn't make sense. Hi, Matt. Welcome what back. What didn't I miss? <laughs> a lot of discussion of the grappling hook tang in the watch. Oh, that goes straight into like a, a, a metal steel beam. beam. Yeah. But also, my question uh, to Danny was, why didn't he use that to escape the uh, banker's office? Right. Also, why wouldn't he have that belt on from Goldeneye? Right. <laughs> and then follow up to all of this, the air bubble device that Q had was not actually sewn into the coat. It was just the device. Because it's in his ski suit because he activates it and then they climb out of the... Yeah, so it's not attached Mm -hmm. to his suit. It's just kind of like a It's just kind of there. It's kind of there. I guess I get it, but I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so after the ski scene... Yeah, where we get to see Don's watch light up. Open some windows. In the bubble. In the bubble. In the bubble. I uh, like this scene. You don't like that I scene? I do. Oh, okay. I do. I think uh I think they have really good chemistry. I think they have And the way a, that he like when she's freaking out like grabs her face and is like everything's fine like I I don't know what he says. I like that she freaks out. Look at me. Look at my eyes. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Um it's and rare, sometimes he's like Especially in earlier movies, he's kind of calming down the girl who's freaking out, but you can tell he's just like, uh. Um, <laughs> in the books. There, there. In the books, too. Yeah. Just like, uh. So it was really nice to see. It really felt real to me. Yeah, I agree. Like, it so does I thought that feel. was very sweet and very good for their 
the setup of their relationship. Well, that felt very uh, vespery. It's like mm-hmm. if you have to choose a Bond girl from each of the Bond actors who they really have the most connection with, it's like Maude Adams for Roger Moore. I would put Electra. Sure. And Bond, and then- even though she's a villain. As having a, a what seems like a real connection, yeah. and maybe that's the acting more than the writing, or both. And then Vesper and Bond, Kara and Bond with Dalton. Mm-hmm. Who's Connery's? It's a great question. I feel like it was supposed to be none. Tracy, but it wasn't. It's none. <laughs> yeah, it is none. Know. It really. I don't is. think he really connects in a deep way. Yeah. Tatiana, yeah, Tatiana or um, Pussy Galore. I mean, I mean that's a tough one to take because I mean he's like, he just turns her. You know? I know he's like you're but not accurate. They seem the most well matched, at least like wits wise. Mm-hmm. I guess. Then again, like they do. It's always flip each other great around. to see a Bond girl who is as capable and proactive and strong as he is. But the, it seems like the ones that he falls for are not those. Right. He always kind of goes for like. Like Tracy, the, yeah, crying, the broken, and, wounded. Yeah. Who is the worst written James Bond girl? <gasps> Who is the written? worst written girl? Because we always discuss, and it's fascinating to just go through the history of interviews and press kits and stuff like that for all the movies. But every Bond girl who's interviewed mm. is always saying how they're. We're, I'm a different kind of Bond girl. I'm, <laughs> I'm, a, you know, more of a peer to mm-hmm. Bond and so on and so forth. Or Bond and I have a real relationship in this movie, right? So there's always that sort of explanation. So then you have to go back in the history of of all of these Bond women, and you're thinking about them all. And in my brain, I cannot pinpoint the one who cannot take. I I can't like really pinpoint. The helpless one, I or can. the one who is who is it? In my opinion, it's Stacy Sutton. Oh, she can't right, right, do right. Anything like from View to a Kill, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like watching this one when they're trapped behind those doors, and like Christmas Jones, you know, whatever her character uh-huh. is, she's doing things. She's very proactive, yes, which is really cool. Stacy Sutton is she can't climb. She can't, she do, can't anything. do anything. She just she screams. can't do anything physically. She does have completely forgotten. She about does her. contribute to the knowledge of all the science, though. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna mm-hmm. say Honey Honey, honey Rider, Rider because she's just kind of pulled along by her hands the whole time. She's fierce yeah. and she's like a survivor, but in the story, mm-hmm. she doesn't really. That's true. She just collects shells. Yeah. There really wasn't much for her to yeah, do. That's right. true. But I'm with you on the Stacey Sutton thing in terms of like, mm-hmm. yeah, physically she's just constantly like, James! That's a that great, crack and great I answer. I really like her because I really like that movie. Oh, you're in uh, good hands. I here. watch it. <laughs> I love that movie. So do I. Um, and I think that she's definitely like in my top tier of like best looking. So mm. I like her. Interesting, yeah. And I think the actress is cool too. But like she just so helpless yeah yeah but like doesn't even try it's a great answer and that's the thing like just try and if you need help then scream but yeah um solitaire in a sense too i mean she's she's Mm. she's strong as a psychic but Mm -hmm. otherwise she's just totally strong as a psychic. i mean well in the movie her whole like like where she's like where she is and like what she's wearing and um her whole like supernatural thing like that to me makes sense that she's kind of this like I'm not a normal person yeah. so I don't have to do anything yeah. yeah that makes sense to me who is your favorite Bond girl do you think mm. for, and for what reason 
Because mm. it's interesting, you can go like, here's the best Bond girl, but here's my favorite Bond girl. Or you could do that with any element like, of these films. I like Natalia. Mm. Uh, I think to, she's kind of a survivor. Yeah, she's and pretty she's good. And she's a great hacker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's good. She's yeah, smart. Yeah, she's kind of got it all. She's like, yeah, I really, really like her. I've never really thought about favorite. I've just always thought about like which ones I think are terrible. <laughs> yeah, this is, but it's like yeah. that is a great answer. And going before that, though, who when then who is the next most helpless Bond girl mm-hmm. after who? Stacy? Yeah, I'd say Honey Rider. So you're now then you're going from V to a Kill back to. I'm I'm talking about going in oh, order. In order back? Like because I think all of the Brosnan females are not particularly helpless. I think they're all they all have their own skills yeah. and they're all doing their own thing. Yeah, they're all kind I of think, women of action. Yeah, and I think the same thing on the Dalton side. Hmm. You know. Not um, Kara. Kara's She's a decent character. Kara, she's, yeah, but, but she's Kara, pretty helpless. you buy character you buy her character as She's very naive. She's a plot. Yeah. She's a cellist. Yeah, she's a patsy and a cellist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that one makes sense. Yeah, it, as written, it yeah. totally makes sense. So that one I don't find as I don't know. I just find that I I feel like the myth in our head has been built up of these Bond girls that are helpless when mm-hmm. there aren't as many as people actually think there are. People probably think there's like in every movie, yeah. the Bond girl is a because people daft. are remembering them being saved at the very end mm-hmm. every time even well, though they often gotta save the day in a James Bond movie it's usually Bond not Halle Berry <laughs> that's right does that's she get right. rescued at all yeah she him? does she's on that laser machine oh you're right yeah mm-hmm. but then she rescues him after <laughs> the laser that machine, same machine that uh, mm-hmm. has two buttons you can hit to make it go bananas she gets <laughs> <laughs> just everywhere why isn't the Coming why, did we, why did we program <laughs> Why isn't the world regime? coming apart? She gets rescued twice because isn't she also trapped in the um, ice palace when it's melting? Yeah. Like, yeah. Underwater or something? He has a breakthrough with yeah. the car. Oh, that's interesting. Interesting. But she, doesn't she kill Miranda Frost? Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I guess that, like, yeah. that's the... To me, I don't think of her as being helpless because no, yeah. of that. Yeah, but exactly. She does. Interesting. Anyway, I All feel right. like I've pulled us into a topic for another James Bond podcast. <laughs> well, let's... So we'll get to that. We should. We need to do this episode with you because I think it would be really fascinating. But let's talk about these X-ray glasses. <laughs> Again, hideous frames. Yeah, and and lenses. Well, the blue lenses like the are blue. okay like because the blue, blue lenses are very nice. Thomas Crown, Steve McQueen in the Thomas Crown Affair wears mm. blue lenses in his Persols. What kind of frames are those? Uh, they're the big. They're bigger. Yeah, see, that yeah. is okay. The bigger foldy guys. Those glasses remind me of the type you would buy in the 90s at thrift stores, but that weren't vintage. They would be on a stand on the counter, and they would usually the yellow with the like Buddy Holly lenses, but you could sure. buy all colors. This was a big thing in college. <laughs> these for very much people. like these sunglasses. I just think of. I just think of a mid 90s trip to the sunglass hut. That's what I mean, yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. I think of like. What were the cool Ray Bans at the time? You but know, like the Men that. in Black glasses. I wanted them so badly. <laughs> like I remember wanting to spend a hundred and whatever eighty dollars on these glasses, and my mother being like, "Why would you do that? You'll lose them." Blah blah blah. And I just thought they were so cool. And like you go back now and you watch the first Men in Black, you're like, "Oh, those frames are horribly dated." Mm-hmm. More than that, though, they're horribly dangerous because presumably these X-ray glasses are emitting some kind of radiation to be X-ray. Wow. And think of your eyes. Wow. Think you don't of your think Q eyes. worked around that? I would hope so. But again, here we are. Wondering Q. 
Give us a little bit more on how this works, huh? I'm do you, worried. Do you also find that it's odd that it just goes through the first layer of clothing? Yeah. <laughs> no skeleton. It's like almost a, a Superman power. But yeah. Not quite. Well, Let Superman like can dial it in, you know? <laughs> you he think, can like yeah. go, he can like, it's like focusing your eyes on something. Yes, you're right. Way out there. It's, you should only see the metal. Or if you're going, but that's just clearly the uh, filmmakers going, we want to show underwear. Metal and panties only. Yes. It's very strange. Maybe they're wearing Mack Weldon silver lined antimicrobial (laughs) underwear. And holsters. Yeah. And that's a free plug for you guys, Mack Weldon. I hope they sure are our sponsor sponsor for this episode, but we'll see. Um, But yeah, it is weird. They only go through one layer of clothing. Let me check. Two layers on men. Two layers on men. It'll go through. The suit jacket and the shirt into the thing. On a lady, it goes through one layer. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. They really linger on that. I do have to say, I don't care for this. This is a casino that they're in, right? Yeah. This is one of the, to me, one of the dullest casinos he's possibly been in. 100%. Yeah. It's like, it looks like it's the afternoon. The lighting is so boring. It is not good lighting. The music is kind of softer and lower and everyone's just kind of like and it's small it is yeah it's one of the most disappointing casinos in a bond film i think however probably accurate for some eastern european (laughs) casino at the time you know that's Uh, but i'm with you i I, yeah there's nothing i kind of feel that way about this film that the like azerbaijan and kazakhstan Mm -hmm. they are they are interesting locations but there's a lack of exotic locations Mm -hmm. in this film to me because yeah. it's London it's to like Central Asia, or, mm-hmm. or you're familiar with the story of how this plot came about. We talked about this uh, last time, I think. Uh, no, tell yeah, it. Tell it. Uh, Barbara Broccoli was watching a 60 Minutes interview. Oh dear, see, this is never how to start a bomb. <laughs> yeah, she was watching a 60 Minutes interview about, uh, or a piece about the oil in that region. And how, since Russia was no longer mm. under their control, it was now up for grabs by the West. So there were all these competing pipelines. So mm-hmm. she was like, well, it'd be interesting if we did a story where like someone wanted to take out the competing pipelines. I guess pop- it is a pretty pipelines. good plot, though. My question about that is, I think I read that, I didn't see it in the movie, but I read this about the plot that it's four different companies, or four different countries' pipelines that are competing. Right. Doesn't that seem like an expensive thing to do for something that may not work out? Like you have a one in four chance of it's your... It's four pipelines, two countries, right? I don't know. It's three Russian pipelines mm. and her pipeline. Okay. And okay. that's why they, uh, if they destroy Istanbul, it will destroy the harbor where Russia normally takes the oil out of that pipeline to the rest of the world, while hers will go straight to the rest of the world. This is the I, first time on the James Bonding podcast where I have been able to explain the plot. That I didn't has, get any of never this happened. from yeah. the movie. I'm usually way tuned out by the time <laughs> they reveal like the actual the actual plot. plot. Yeah, exclusive mm. broadcast rights in China. Yeah, um, <laughs> what's the next shirt, guys? <laughs> exclusive broadcast rights in China. I noticed something about this Bond film that I can't think of another Bond film that has this element. That is a typical Bond trope that you see in every element, mm. every film. What is different about this film and how it does it? Is a little trivia question. It may occur in another, but I can't think of another one. He does not play the cards. No. Yeah. I guess you could say that is true. Uh, 
He Think of the classic Bond tropes. mentions how upset Q is going to be about the destruction of the car. No, that's good, too. <laughs> like, uh, what are your main... What do you got to have in every single Bond film? And I'm talking, like... A martini shake and that's That's one of them. That's not it. Okay. Because he has that. What else you got to have? Bond, James Bond. Right. What's different about Bond, James Bond in this film? He does it twice. That's right. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Oh, I remember it. Hey, he, he does, does it, it twice. He does it to he Electra. Does it to Christmas Jones. Christmas. Electra and Christmas. Yeah, yeah. and, and he I does think... it to Christmas while escaping an explosion. Yes, in an elevator shaft thing they're... or whatever. Like literally, they may die, and she just says, "So you're, a, so you're your a British name. spy. Do you have a name? Yeah. She wasn't Bond. given. She was not James given. Bond. Oh, it's a terrible to line to write it's... in for that moment. Yeah, it's awful. Listen, but you know when she Denise says, like, didn't write this. Don't. It's but not she her didn't fault. act it either. That's true. Um, <laughs> she. Uh, do we want to talk describe? about her? Do we want to talk about Christmas Jones for a second? Sure. Yeah. Be yeah. happy to talk. I about have some things Jones. to Please. say. Please. Please. I feel like I have heard a lot of people panning her performance, mm-hmm. the character. Yeah. Like scientists don't have belly button rings. Like yeah, no, that's not an issue for me. Freaking yeah. out over how unbelievable she is, and it's interesting because I think at the time. In the 90s, you would be like, oh, yeah, female scientists don't look like that. Um, but I feel like today, if you were to say that, people would challenge you. And I think there are scientists that look there like that. There are. I know yeah. a lot of... I don't know that they dress like I that. I know a lot of female <laughs> scientists, and, and they often will not dress like that. But I don't know about... I don't know what... If they're working for two weeks in a desert, maybe they're going to mm. wear... If it's hot... Maybe they're going to... Maybe we should just be wear... honest with ourselves and say they were just aping Tomb Raider here in this yes. movie, right? Yes, it's think? a Lara Croft outfit. Yeah. With oh, the really shorts, is. Oh, wow, the yeah, yeah, yeah. top. It's like a tank top, but short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I, I just think it's... I think it's interesting because I think that you can have attractive female scientists that are believable. Um, Holly Goodhead. In just kidding. She the was a Saint. Spy. I'm sure you've Yes, seen. Uh, okay. Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth Shue I in The Saint completely is agree. a believable, very pretty female scientist. Mm-hmm. I think part of it, though, is that her performance, she makes her very kind of like dorky mm-hmm. um, and very kind of like sweet. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of buy it. She's not this like, uh, uh, mm, walking around. I know everything. Yeah. So I don't know why that worked so well. <laughs> That's a good question. It is in the performance because there's n- nothing. I would love to see more like sexy scientists or whatever. But yeah, you're right. I'm trying to think of another example in Bond where that succeeds. Because like Vesper is a treasury agent. Mm. So she does have some like status to her position. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's more her personal life that becomes so helpless. Yeah. Did you know that she was going to be an insurance adjuster? The character of Christmas Jones, but they changed it because in the Thomas Crown affair, uh, Rene Russo's character is an insurance investigator. I think that's the thing is it doesn't bother me that she's a nuclear physicist at all. It bothers me her portrayal just... I just don't feel like she acts it well. Yeah. And it's not that she's not acting well as a nuclear physicist. I just don't believe her as the person. And yeah. That's the problem. It's not... Like, I have no problem believing Electric King is running a multinational yeah. oil she's scary. company. Yeah. <laughs> there are many. There are many parties to blame in this, in, in, in the character of Christmas Jones. I'm, I, and, and I think the biggest character, the biggest blame i think is shouldered on the writing because those lines you we can talk about how wooden denise richard's performance is but 
there is like I couldn't act like if I was told to do this scene and I'm again I'm just going to point to this second this moment again where I'm running for my life I'm on an elevator and I have to stop and ask this person their name I wouldn't know how to play that (laughs) how do you play that I don't know what do you do I don't know how many times do you need me to tell everyone I'm a nuclear physicist in the script like you need me to say that in every scene I'm in to everyone I'm in yeah yeah. Uh, well, also, how has she diffused hundreds of nuclear bombs? That's what I want to know. Well, isn't usually job, they're standing still. Isn't yeah. her job that she, that's what she's doing is going around diffusing bombs post Cold War? Oh, sure. I okay. could be wrong. I don't even remember. So that's how she's done hundreds of these. But again, yeah, I don't think it's entirely her fault. No, I think it's, not. it's the not. character and the dialogue. Because the writing uh, is. She's been good in other things. She's been okay. Yeah. She's okay. Things. Yeah. She's I, certainly been. I love her in Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oh, I haven't seen Oh, you know what? I haven't seen Drop Dead Gorgeous. Yeah, I she's kind of like. I saw it for the first time and it changed my mind about Denise Richards. She's kind of like a Keanu Reeves where if you get her in the right <laughs> role, it really works. But who would you have liked to have seen in this role at the time? I don't know who oh, you know, played who was, this you know game. You know who was before. the finalist? Who? Tiffany Thiessen. No. Who is that? Oh, Tiffany she's Amber 90210. From, uh, oh. I mean, she probably would have been better. But that, oh. Kelly Kapowski? Nah. Hmm. Same it's, level of hotness. Yeah. It's 1999. It's the same person. I'm surprised they didn't also go for Nev Campbell and mm. Jenny sure. Garth. And I think it's like, just get out of this TV caliber actress. And like, give, who's in 99, who's someone that's really... Got that, uh, just that gravitas or something. Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. yeah. She would have been just great. Just have Elizabeth Shue and everything. Carrie Ann Moss. I was just about, I was just thinking about her. I'm just thinking Why about their 90s movies. she movie. never in a Bond film? I know. Because she would be the scariest oh, Carrie Ann Moss would have been female great. villain oh, of all time. Oh, she would have been so uh, good. That's interesting. 1999. Yeah, what are the big movies around this time? Oh, Charlize Theron would have been great. Yeah. Um, who else? I would have taken a Laura Flynn Boyle. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I would have taken a um. God, this is a very interesting game. <laughs> Nineteen ninety nine. I would have taken a Jennifer Lopez over Denise Richards. I would have. Yeah, I would have. She's taken regarded a, as the worst Bond girl generally. Well, I think I just want to. I'm going to play the audio okay. from the moment I'm talking okay. about. Bond is, uh, for those of you who uh, watched the film, Bond is uh, escaping an explosion on a, uh, what do we call that? Like a, a sled? A, 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 a roof sled? A ceiling sled that is yeah. used to oh. drag bombs back oh, and forth? Right. The, the chains? Yeah. Okay, he's just, he's gone through. Where's the speaker on this thing? He's just put himself out. He was on fire. Lots of stuff happening upstairs. Everything's blowing up. They're finally on this elevator. More explosions. Uh huh. She's just standing there as he zooms towards her. He's watching her climb the ladder like a lecherous man. <laughs> Is this the greatest 
Is that the most amount of time between Bond and James Bond? It might be. Ever. <laughs> so you're a British spy. <laughs> it is horrible, right? I don't know what it, you do with that. It could have that. been placed better after after they get out of there. Yeah. Like, or we some, made it. Yeah. Wow. Like, wow. oh, we're alive. What's your name? Right. Oh, right. 100%. Right. Yeah. Uh, so again, not Colin Salmon Robinson. Man, love this guy. Anyway, sorry. X-Ray was on, guys. I, I just clicked who was in the scene. You love that X-Ray. I do. <laughs> okay. I have an... In- in- Coltrane? Love him. Fucking great. He's great. Yeah, great. He's great. He- you're like, I don't care what shady shit you're up to. Yeah. You're hilarious. Yeah. I would be his friend. I would, too. Why is, yeah. why is his, his character so well-written? <laughs> That's, a, like, a legitimate question. You're right. But why is Electra so well-written and Christmas isn't? Well, I can tell you exactly why. Okay. I'm listening. Uh, Michael Apted's wife did a draft of the script where she just went in and fixed all of the Electra stuff. Why wouldn't they do that for... Because they probably so here's don't what care enough. Here's They're how just this, like, here's oh, how she's eye candy. Purvis and Wade did the plot. Yeah. Um, Denise... Damn, what is her last name? Denise. She's Richards? A, no. <laughs> did her did a draft you on Electra's side. She did it. And like they, totally she, nailed it. <laughs> just, and mine just fine. Care to do more? No, no. I think no. we're good. I'll improvise it on the day. Um... Keep talking. Talking uh, about how bad, how different everything Okay, I'm, while you're looking that up, I'm going to jump ahead and Danny and I can talk about this. Did you notice when they go into the pipeline to dis- diffuse that thing, they take great pains to set up, uh-oh, the screws are stripped. We can't yeah. open this. And then Someone the next shot, <laughs> yeah, but then the next shot is just open. I didn't see that. They don't even like mention how they unstripped the I didn't see that. screws or got the screws out. She did it. With her knowledge. I guess. Okay, so here it is, right, guys? The studio suggested that Apted's wife, screenwriter Dana Stevens, sorry, uh, be brought into work on the aspect of M and Electra, mm. those two characters. In addition to uh, embellishing that relationship, uh, in Stevens' draft, the opening scene at the Bankers uh, was now set in Geneva, uh, and there was a doctor scene that was gone, and Q had a new assistant. This begs the question, why didn't they think Bond and Denise's scenes didn't need any work? And also, why isn't Dana Stevens writing the scripts? Because Buckle up. Here we go. She did great work on that. Firestein, we're yeah. all familiar with him, mm-hmm. right? Who had written on Goldeneye and Tomorrow Never Dies, understood the need to keep the emphasis on action. And the final shooting script, attributed to Wade, Purvis, Stevens, and Firestein, was dated June 28, 1999. Uh, the opening scene took place in Balboa's... Okay, so then Michael Apted says, Firestein rewrote the Bond scenes and put Bond in his proper place. Uh, we were very lucky. The boys did the story, Purvis and Wade. Dana did the rewrite on Electra, and Bruce did Bond. So you have four different okay. writers so writing. The, the tone for each character is crazy different. Yes. Okay. I, I think, man, if they would have let Dana Stevens, if Purvis and Wade, I think, did a pretty serviceable plot, they should have given it straight to Dana Stevens to do the dialogue for everyone. But it is interesting, like, how noticeable it is. Yeah, yeah it really is. There's two definitely movies. a disjointed feel. There are, like, moments in the movie where it it verges on dreamlike for me. Mm-hmm. Like that casino scene where he's just like, 
It's the weirdest casino scene. Sorry, I'm yeah. still on the casino scene. <laughs> no, but I would problem. love to see There's this weird, movie. Weird things. All in the tone of the Renard mm-hmm. Electra. Mm-hmm. But that would be, it would be very dark. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I like their relationship. Yeah, I do it's, too. It's messed up. Yeah, but I really like it. But like, it's, it, it, it's it so feels real to me. Does it feel real to you, yes. or does it feel like she's well, way like, more real yeah. than Bond in uh, Christmas? E, that's true. Yeah, I'm with you. I really like it. In fact, the, I like the it. big it's... payoff for that. I think is when, in the end, uh, he goes like when Bond and Renard are fighting, and Renard goes like, "It doesn't matter. I'm gonna, I'm." basically dead and bond goes haven't you heard so is she yeah and that look on renard's face is a real crush love yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah yes but he's being played by her also i know but just all of the tone of that he, is so well done i, I think thought. he kind of knows it yeah no, i don't bit. think like, he does no i'm with you i think I don't he does know he knows that he's being played but i think he definitely knows he's doing everything for her because he felt yes he but he fell thinks, in love with her exactly yeah. He, yeah. she reverse stockholmed him right because when he wow. leaves her when he says his final goodbye mm-hmm. it's kind of a like i'm i'm hurt by you yeah, yeah. and that's another moment i like it's this actual really character sad yeah he's way more broken up about him walking away in that moment than she is right she's just like hmm no, she's actually like smiling, going like, yeah. we did it, we, we did, did it. it. And he's just kind of like, you don't care about me. Yeah. No. I'm a patsy. Yeah. I'm a it's sucker. It's really sad. It's a good dynamic that you don't normally get. Mm-hmm. Or if you do, it's a reverse gender sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like the man's using the woman. and mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that, there's a lot to be said for this movie in playing with similar tropes, but also reversing the expectations and doing it well. And then there's the blunt bond and Christmas part that just kind of plays the same My. old. Yeah. I just... Okay. Here, I just want to again just one just one last instance of the dialogue. <laughs> okay. In this in this this is what she was given to work with here. Jump jump jump. Uh, uh, don't explain why you did that. I could have stopped that bomb. You almost killed us. I did kill us. She thinks we're dead and she thinks she got away with it. Do you want to put that in English for those of us who don't speak spy? Who's she? Electric king. Yeah. It's it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. What? But also the fact that what he said wasn't that crazy. <laughs> I know. And if she's no. keeps yeah keeps protesting of, that she's a nuclear physicist, you think she'd be able to follow that? No. Uh, it's funny this movie. Like I, I have all these notes, and then they just go away for a while, and then I have three that come in for the worst line in Bond history at the end. Okay. Well, we're gonna get there. Okay. We're gonna get there very shortly. Um. The kidnapping of M, it's the first time we've seen it, happens again. <laughs> but uh, we, I think it's interesting. It's sort of like Judy Dench is really cemented in the role at this point. Wait, mm-hmm. when does she get kidnapped again? I feel like she does. Basically, when, when Electra lures Silva. her there. <laughs> I feel like Silva she... kidnapped her. Oh. In Skyfall. Like yeah, he tries, kind, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it is end. very similar, yeah. though. Yeah. The like something you failed yes. to do, yes, yeah, has messed I, yeah. me up. Yeah, there yeah. are real Skyfall correlations, and also with a woman saying like Bond saying, "Let me help you," and the woman saying like, "You don't know him." Yeah, because yeah. the balloon girl and Severin and yeah. Skyfall, yeah, <laughs> balloon girl, <laughs> cigar, cigar, girl. cigar woman, cigar girl, balloon girl, cigar woman, balloon girl, Aww, known no as name. cigar girl. <laughs> Uh, okay, so, yes, I like the Judy Dench stuff. I like that she 
gets the clock and puts the power on the chip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do She's think doing it's, things. I do think it's weird though that M doesn't have anything on her. Like M doesn't have a tracking device mm. necklace or something oh, like, like just yeah. security wise she was, i mean she arrived there with her people into a situation she didn't realize yeah yeah and so they got all shot say too. she was not expecting that at all but yeah. i feel like they should issue her golden eye gold finger shoes with homing devices mm-hmm. that's true they should always <laughs> issue those charge. to her yeah, every MI6 person should have a shoe with a homing device and a boot knife. <laughs> a boot knife, yeah. yes. Um, Why not? Yeah. Okay, so that's fine. She gets captured. I like the nephew stuff with Coltrane again. Sarkovsky's yeah. really like... That's interesting he stuff, He really too. is, for my money, he's the best written pseudo ally i always forget he dies in this i uh, yeah you know what it's not clear he maybe he passed out <laughs> after being shot <laughs> i would be okay with them he bringing him out. into daniel craig oh are you kidding me That'd even be amazing with, like current robbie coltrane that would be cool would be uh, amazing that would be great <laughs> did you watch that show on hulu uh what's it called he plays a beloved english comedian that is accused of rape and it's kind of like a cosby what corollary. is this called it's really good. I really wow. liked it. Um, I'll look it up. That's crazy. That's funny because he is a beloved English actor. Yeah. yeah. And he kind of took it for that reason. Wow. Um, what's it called? It's only like five or six episodes, too. It's because they're British. They know how to make things. Yeah, I know. You're you not don't kidding. Cut it off it before ground. it goes you don't too need long. to run it into it, the ground. It's called National Treasure. What? No, no, no. That that what's happening there is And he steals these yeah. American artifacts, you see. And, this is interesting. and uh uh his dad is John Voigt. Do you do you think the Declaration of Independence is trying to tell him something? It might be. Mm-hmm. He rapes the Declaration of Independence. Wow. wow. That's definitely illegal. He must be supporting those Parkland kids. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that was the Constitution. Oh, I messed up God. the joke. Bill of Rights. Uh, it is called National Treasure. It's really good. Bill of and Rights. <laughs> I messed it up again. It Bill Cosby of Rights. Wow. It just keeps going. <laughs> when it shouldn't. We are I in apologize. a dark place. I uh, brought us there. So let's get to the torture chair. Yeah. The hurt, The, like, ch- hurt acting chair. It doesn't <laughs> hurt you. It forces you to act like you're hurting. Well, I think that they, you know, in the in the vein of them reverse engineering cue gadgets, they were like, let's reverse engineer something where Pierce is acting. Let's play Makes to his sense. weaknesses. Let's play. Let's play to what he likes doing the most. She really goes for it. He does. Let's get that lower jaw out as far as we can get it. <laughs> I guess the, the let me see if I can articulate mouth. why I have a problem with this. Because I think when I did like theater acting in college, I remember it was always easier to act the extreme situations because it was like mm-hmm. you, the, you could emote more. So it was easier to get messages across. Yeah. And I found it much harder to be subtle. And I think the best actors do bring some subtlety like Electra and Renard in this. But I think Brosnan's a little bit more surface, in Bond at least. Yeah. And so he's he's like, oh, I don't have to work as hard right now. I just kind of do these. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that's working less. I would say that's not crafting. <laughs> yeah. It's not crafting much. Yeah. But like, that's got to be intense to do that for however many takes. That's you know, true. like. It's a different kind of work. That's true. Maybe not the best. But it's something that immediately registers and feeds back to him as 
this is reading. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm acting. I'm truly acting. Boy, am I. Oh, my God. I am I acting. Mm. You know, mm. you know, I'm spitting balls at some of this. I don't know if it's he's, true. He's picturing where the Oscar's going. While he's <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. To another actor. <laughs> Hence the grimace. We yeah. are yeah. really just big fans. Uh, we are. We are. I, I mean, I get what you're saying. It is a lot. But it is also nice to see James Bond distressed yeah, by something. Um, after watching Craig, who's just very, very oh. like no emo- like robotic almost in certain elements and then like going back and seeing some of roger moore like when he's put in a like a tricky situation he's like freaked out and it's kind of refreshing yeah. to see his eyebrows go up and he's truly worried yeah this so is... i don't know it's kind of nice to see him sophie marceau is the first female bond villain right and... well like main villain yeah, yeah huh? mm-hmm. unless you count rosa Klebb. yeah i would consider her a villain yeah she's kind of but she's working for blofeld the whole but, time i know but Do you know what i mean I like think... the top of the pyramid of this plan is all sophie marceau i know but that's like saying largo isn't the villain in thunderball true but true. compare the torture scene between daniel craig in casino royale to this and i mean because that that scene between mads mickelson and craig is just so Mads Mikkelsen is so good. Yeah, he like, is. Well, I've never yeah, seen him is. not make something amazing. I know. What is it about? <laughs> He's really charismatic. He's very good. He's mm-hmm. even good in Rogue One. Yeah. 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 He's good. As the Death Star designer with a heart of gold. <laughs> That's right. Galen Urso. <laughs> like, what the uh, fuck is that? I know. <laughs> they made me. I've got a heart of gold. I, I know I've designed this super weapon to He's kill like planets. Oppenheimer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is the first time Bond intentionally kills a woman. And boy, does he. And like do- point yeah. blank to the chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like but Rosa Klebb gets off by Tatiana. It yeah. does work for me in this movie. It doesn't seem to. Mayday extreme. gets off by herself on a, on a, riding a bomb out of a, out of a mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I'm just emoting like her. She takes her fist in a blimp. It's the best movie ever. I am thinking about it, though. He doesn't have to kill her because she's already yelled dive. She can't do any more harm. But he oh, he can't he, leave her behind. Him. Yeah, that, that was, was that was, was a upset vengeance that he got killing. played. There's also something really annoying in the way that she's like, you won't do it. It's yeah. like all those girls that I are know. like, oh, I can get this guy to do anything. Right. So it's like he's almost like, no. Yeah. What do you think about the moment after he kills her and he goes over to her? I was thinking, it's, like, if he kisses her, this is too much. But then... He doesn't. Yeah. It's he pulls it back. weird. I mean, I like, I understand it, but, like, they weren't together that long. I know. Like, I understand that he fell for her. I believe that. But yeah. he, he really... And what's interesting to me is that they show him doing that it's like through m it's like m watching it. yeah instead of just him doing it and then m shows up it's like they get her in there in time to see him do it it so is interesting yeah it. you know what i missed from that scene when bond runs out to the balcony i i in my mind i wanted m to run up next to him and kiss him no, and just say and say what are you doing? And he's like, I've got to stop that bond. And then he jumps in, and she like, wa- she I would love it if she watched on. him yeah. dive in. That would be cool. Yeah, he's the best we have. <laughs> um, and so then the final climactic 
set piece on the submarine. Yeah, it's like your classic train fights, except awful. It is. Yeah. Well, it's like a close quarters. Like yeah. their fight is this nice close quarters. It's a fight in a jamboree. So weird. Medium I was quarters. Say, watching it, it's the weirdest. Like, what are all these like roots that you can climb? The through? rods like, are there. What? I mean, the, so the submarine is sideways, correct? It's so what? No, it's straight with, up and down. Well, that's what I meant by sideways. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so like the rod, putting the rod into the wall, mm. when the sub, when the submarine is correctly working it, the rod would go into the floor. Right. Um, so. It seems like you'd want it in the f- wall anyway. Yeah. Like what if like you drop it, it the on the floor sure. <laughs> and That's it true. goes in? That's true. Uh, a terrible hole in one. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes on a bit long. There's a lot of like, we got to get here to do this kind of arbitrary MacGuffin stuff when yeah. they could have probably just gotten mm-hmm. to business with one final thing. Oh yeah. my God. I'm sorry, guys. I forgot to mention the most graceful dive in the history of James Bond oh, movies. Yeah. I looked at it this time. It almost feels CG. Because that set with the where they show the submarine, I'm pretty yeah. sure is like a large scale miniature. Okay. And I wonder if they CG'd him diving into that plate or something. I don't know. I don't know. All I, I do I'm know not is saying I know for sure. Nothing hmm. says summer to me like a linen suit with a bright blue shirt. It's just he. I swims. love that suit so much. I am not knocking it. I'm just saying, he swims outside of a submarine to the other end yeah. of the submarine, and his shirt stays tucked in. <laughs> well, his shirt stays tucked in because nothing it's being forced is, into nothing his pants. Is, uh, it's being forced into his it's pants. It's the weirdest when you come, underwater outfit listen, I've ever seen. When you yeah. come out of a torpedo tube, <laughs> holding and you're trying another to woman. enter a hatch, you're, you just stay tucked in. It's amazing. I bet he's got those little, like, you know how the little clips on the end yeah, of suspenders? Yeah, clips on the inside, yeah. But those, they make these little things that's one clip and then, like, an inch of elastic and another clip. And he's probably got that connected to his underwear, his shirt. That makes sense. They're, Keep like, tucked stay tucked like as it. seen that's on TV That's even dorkier. I know. I love it. I know. I love it. I also, like, my brain cannot... This was the first time in the history of the James Bond franchise and having seen these movies each dozens of times. This is the first time I really sat and thought about the idea of James Bond changing. Like the idea, the con- conceptually, his him bringing his luggage along to every. We talked about this situation. in great detail we did. last we talked week. About it or in for Spectre, Spectre, yeah, regarding shopping more. But mm. for me, it's not even the shopping that this time. This time, it was more. The motivation to change, which I didn't understand. Uh-huh. Whereas Daniel Craig, I understood the motivation mm. for each wardrobe change. Where like, mm. oh, we're in a summer vacation-y locale. I should wear short sleeve shirt and whatever. And then we're going to the desert. I should wear a light colored suit. Yeah. This movie, the turkey suit, I just, the it is my favorite. It's Istanbul. my favorite. It's probably pretty hot in Istanbul. But I just don't understand them. I also don't. Mm. My brain can't wrap my my brain can't wrap around the timeline of like. Does he sleep during this situation? Like, no. is, is this like new mm. day, new suit, or is this like he changed? I'm gonna I'll be right down. That is probably his life's motto, though: new day, new suit. <laughs> uh, you're probably mm. right. Yeah, I don't know what the timeline is on this. There's either. some. I think there's also a moment. 
I think that Sophie Marceau has a pair of earrings on in the casino, and then later when all their casino clothes are on the floor mm-hmm. and she's in the bed, I think she's wearing a different pair of earrings. Oh. Which at first I was like, why did they change? Maybe it was since she's like laying in the bed, they wanted something without dangly. But I noticed her earrings throughout this entire film because yeah, they always have to they're hide. Huge, and I had forgotten about that ear. Yeah, completely forgot about it. She is amazing. It's like when Silva takes that uh, fake jaw piece out. Mm. Mm-hmm. That that mm. is an interesting question. Like, how quickly does this film take place, and which Bond movie takes place in the shortest amount of time? Like, is there one close to real time? It feels like Skyfall is pretty unravels mm. in a few days. Yeah, but I think does it? Maybe not. Mm. No. No. <laughs> I don't think so. No. Right? Because he's... Where is he? Where he's on the beach with the scorpion. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah there's takes, months. Months, yeah, months right. pass between those. He yeah. has to get real washed up. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. takes a while. Spectre if you're Daniel goes. Craig. Spectre's a few... Like, mm. maybe a week. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't really thought you this You gotta through. factor in the travel, too. Yeah. But we see a lot of the travel on that. Yeah, but I'm wondering... This feels like the this feels like the time the length of time he's known Christmas Jones feels like a day and a half. Yeah. No, really, because he's like yeah. he meets her at the site, which I'll assume is the morning. Great, mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. all agree it's the yeah. morning. Give him the benefit of the doubt. Meets her at the site. Let's say he got there at seven a.m. They have this whole explosiony thing, which probably takes them till about I'm going to guess eight fifteen a.m. Right. Exactly. Then they're like. She's like, you're a British spy. You told me your name while we were almost blowing up. Thank you. (laughs) Now what? And then the next scene is at the pipeline, right? At the pipeline monitoring center, right? So what I assume is they were like, shit, we have to go to the pipeline monitoring center, Mm. which is probably a 45-minute flight from where we are. Well, then she's changed clothes. She has changed. Uh, He has changed. But they take a, what I'm going to say is a 45-minute flight, right? This pipeline thing, let's say they get to the pipeline at noon. I can't even go. No, Matt, they're at the pipeline at noon. I can't, I mean. The explosion happens. This is like a Purvis and Wade plot. (laughs) M is kidnapped. Uh This all happens in one day. Okay. Right? Mm. So then the next day is the end of the movie. No, because I think they knew each other for two days. When do they go to the, oh, they gotta go to Sarkovsky. There's a whole evening, yeah, that evening, it's like the whole evening where M is, and then they're like, here's the clock, you die in the morning or at noon. Right. Like the Wicked Witch. No, that's all one day. Because that night, after the, no, after after the the pipeline, after the pipeline explosion, they spend their evening at the caviar factory. Yeah. And then the next morning is the end of the movie. So it takes a day and a half. It's pretty bright for morning. It's a day and a half. I tuned out during that, so I defer to you. I don't know. And it's nothing personal. I just don't know. Mm. know I just don't have it for timelines. Mm. All right. (laughs) All right. Fine. Sorry. So he kills Renard. Can we talk about just before Renard dies, when he says, welcome to my nuclear family? Oh, that's the line I was talking about. The one he had a real, it just doesn't seem like it would come out of that character. It it really like I don't even know I think they don't even show his face I think it yeah I well, think, I think it might be like a he, shot from behind he as an actor is probably turning away from the camera because he's embarrassed <laughs> like I they I believe can't. they do Welcome I was watching this with family. subtitles on as I often do just because it helps me understand plots better <laughs> maybe I should do that 
but because I did not understand this. He says, "Welcome to my nuclear family." (laughs) You are so. You're both so right. The line stood out to me like a sore thumb, Mm -hmm. but it also is delivered with such a disdain for either the dialogue or James Bond. It works on both parts, (laughs) right? But it's so out of yeah. It's so out of character. Like so bad. He doesn't have. A family, like no. if Electra was his family, she's dead, and he knows that now. So oh, oh, I found it. it okay. The line doesn't even make like it's a crazy line anyway, but it doesn't even. We could have written off the whole city, James. Welcome to my nuclear family. Oh God! I mean, obviously, I get that he's joking about the plutonium weapons grade plutonium, but that mm-hmm. it's just so ham-fisted to throw that in there and. Mm-hmm. I, you know they're like, don't worry, Robert. We're probably not going to put this in, but we just need to get one take of you saying it. Or here's actually devil's advocate here. I bet he was like, guys, can I, I get one? I don't know. Can I get one? I don't just know. give me one. <laughs> just give me one. I think he would have read it. Dumb line. In a different way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of dumb lines, though, I yes. thought Christmas only comes once a year. They even they <laughs> had to have known like we may we probably shouldn't mm-hmm. use this. Let's shoot it because we're all having a huge laugh on set. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, wouldn't this be funny? Let's shoot it. We won't use it. We shot five other versions of it. I love John Cleese. It's an effective closing. line. Yeah, closing. <laughs> I you know okay. Well, our our like clearly shows himself to be bros before hose there when our, he uh, shuts the oh. laptop. Disbelief. Must be a premature form of the millennium bug. Mm. Remember, we were all worried about that. Good. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, I'm I'm gonna just take. Let's all go back in time to when I saw this movie in the theater. Opening night, Friday night. Went with pack one movies. I think there were like on Fridays. There were like eight to twelve of us seeing this movie. We all dressed in suits and tuxedos. Aww. <laughs> How uh, old were you? Oh, I was if in high school. Mind saying? No, okay. I was uh, ninety nine. I was a okay. junior. Oh, yeah. That's that's cute. So cute. I yeah. was a yeah. Were you in a tux or a suit? I was in a suit. Okay. Uh, we. I remember Matt Donahue, who we called Doc because he was MD. Uh, mm. He had a tux on. Anyway, we <laughs> we went to this movie. We went to see this new James Bond movie. And we're all sitting there. And the I remember sitting next to John, my one of the best men at my wedding. I was sitting next to John McDonough, and the line happens, and an audible groan from the audience. Yeah, I <laughs> remember a full that audience, very same thing. A full audience groans, oh. and I turn to him and I go, "I can't believe they just said that." Yeah. I remember the same thing, and I remember seeing Goldeneye liking it. I didn't really, I didn't see Tomorrow Never Dies in the theaters for some reason. I know, reason. you were in Titanic fever. That's right. And then I went back to the theaters for this one, was like, ah, oh, this movie's okay, and then they did that line at the end, and I went, I'm out, and that's mm. the, the vacation I took from Bond for a long time. 
But the only thing I will say about this scene is it really does harken back to the Roger Moore endings, not just with mm-hmm. the cheesy one-liner, but the like seeing on a screen the what he's up to. Spying, yeah. Yeah. E- even if it's inadvertent, but yeah. it reminds me of um, In A View to a Kill yeah, with his with little, little robot. robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. But it's creepier there. Because this know. and this, Q is just like, or R is just like, okay. It's just thermal. Uh, yeah. in, in A View to a Kill, he's like... Yeah, and Moonraker too. <laughs> right. I wish. I do wish. I honestly, as much as I love Ben Wishaw, I just wish R got a couple more swings. Mm-hmm. A couple more swings. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's time to rate this film from double o zero to double o seven. Double o seven being best. Yeah. What did we give Spectre? Yes, uh, two weeks ago, like double o two. Damn. Or did we go higher? Double O four? I can't remember. I don't remember. I, I feel like it was a, a, in the three and a half range. Oh, in the two and a half one. to three and a half range. This is a tough one for me. There, I go ahead, there, please. There are things I really like about it. Yeah, but yeah, I. Me too. But then there are things that I think are so lackluster mm-hmm. yeah. that it kind of brings the good things down for me mm-hmm. and kind of puts it like middle of the road. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yes, yeah. it absolutely makes sense. It's like there's so many great things, but this isn't like if it's Friday night and I'm going to put on a Bond film, I'm not going to put this one on. Yeah. Mm. Right. <laughs> Interesting. This is a Monday night Bond film. Yeah. So what are you going with? Hmm. Maybe a four. Double O four. Double O four. Okay, yeah. Matt. That's right in the zone. I'm I'm thinking also, but that's better I'm, than average. That's, yeah, yeah. slightly it's better not than average. Bad. No, it's not. There's nothing about it that's truly terrible. Yeah, maybe a line or two, but it's not bad. Yeah, this for me is squarely. It, this would be higher if not for a couple of choices that the writers <laughs> made. Yeah, this is a double O three point five. Mm. This is. Smack dab in the middle. I was sort of like, where am I? 003, 002.5. I could split the difference. But I know, I think there's parts of this movie that I actually really do enjoy. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a 003. Nicely done, man. Yeah. That's really mm-hmm. magnanimous of I, you. I put this one on. This and Die Another Day are probably my most watched Brosnan. Mm-hmm. Because Goldeneye's good. So you don't watch it. <laughs> well, you know me. I like them real bad or real good. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you um, do. Your Die Another Day um, love is, is so weird. That was my first in theater. Really? Mm-hmm. So what was your experience mm-hmm. like there? I think that if I had seen it mm-hmm. a couple years before, I would have thought it was great. But yeah. I around the time that that one came out, I had just started to like understand filmmaking. Yeah. And... Uh, get a feel for like what good dialogue is. And how this uh, so yeah, I think I came out being like that was a lot of fun, but yeah. I wasn't like, ooh, guys. Right. God. Well, it's time now to choose uh, our next film and it's up to me. No, we don't do that. First, we have to ask Danny if she's promoting anything. Oh, I was going to do that at the end. Uh, but, that's but no, we do that and okay. then people listen. Sounds you good. see the thing? It's like, I don't want people cutting out before people promote. Our guests have time to promote. Oh, You're really nice. thinking about the marketing. That's nice. Of this. Okay. Yes, Danny, tell uh, us about where not we can find promoting you. much. <laughs> where can people find you on the internet? Uh, I'm on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Barely. I, it's gotten really overwhelming lately, so yeah, I've taken it sure a Twitter's not a great place right now. I get so, it. So, eh. Yeah, that's about it. Okay. Mm. Well, do you want to at least say your Twitter handle? Yes, 
Uh, what is it? Isn't it Dan? <laughs> it goes it? back and forth because for a long time it was Bunny Penny, and then oh. someone took it when I changed, and then I came back to Bunny Penny 007, and then now it's I think it's Danny Snow. Isn't there. it a 007? I think so. Danny yeah. with an I. I don't know yeah, my right. Twitter handle. <laughs> um, yeah, Danny with an I. D A N I. Yeah, Snow is a family name. It's not my real last name. It was like my grandmother's oh. maiden name. Oh, like John Snow. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, I changed it right as. Uh, Game of Thrones came out and had no idea. And people wow. were like, are you a bastard from the north? Uh, but yeah, I will soon... From the talk- north of the Carolinas? Yes, <laughs> northern Carolina. Uh, but yeah, that I think is my Twitter handle. It okay. doesn't matter. It's no, like, everything matters. <laughs> um, everything. Yeah, Matt, I'm really interested now as to what... I have an idea of what you're going to choose for us, but Do I just want to know. I'm curious. Because I was watching Wait, something you're... today and... Uh, it popped into my head. I was like, I feel like that's where Matt's going next. Well, we've got six left. We've yeah. got two Craigs, two Moores, and two Conneries left. We've closed out Lazenby, Dalton, and Brosnan. We have done a very good job of evenly dispersing this. That's right. Inadvertently. Now, I don't want. I can't force your decisions week to week. But for me personally, I feel like I I am uh, really. I'm trying to subconsciously move us to keep Casino Royale and Quantum for the end. I get it. Yeah. I totally get it. So for me, it was a Connery Moore decision. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, um, I think I'm going to go Thunderball. Oh, I was wrong. I was wrong. What were you thinking? I thought you were going to say Live and Let Die. That's right. We haven't done. We haven't done Live and Let Die. (laughs) But I'm sorry. We have three Moors then left. We have three more. Oh, I should have chosen more than to, uh, to even it out a bit. No, 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 no. We I? have it's Thunderball is a nagging tooth that we have to pull eventually. That's true, and we have to like really assess it. Yeah, we, and yeah, so this one more than ever. Yeah, yeah. we of... we came down on it pretty hard, so it's time so for us to look at it again. <sighs> Do you know who's in town still? Mosher's in town for two weeks. It'd be It'd fascinating be funny to bring him back. To bring him yeah. back to yeah. see if he. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we should mention that go to podswag.com slash bond because mm-hmm. there's new merchandise up, new signed Guys. posters. The knickknack Tabasco shirts are out as <laughs> well Tabasco as the shirts double take are flying and, off the shelves. There's also the two shirts where you can choose the worst moment in the history of I Bond visually. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pigeon double take. <laughs> Kananga balloon. Uh... We have to think about this Christmas Jones situation. Maybe we should out. make like a Christmas merchandise thing. Yeah. And do like, what's Christmas, like an ugly sweater of Christmas Jones, like no. a Christmas ugly sweater. Not that she's ugly, obviously, but. What if we just had a, a uh, Denise Richards with a Santa hat and it just says Christmas is coming. Hmm. Mm. I can't, you can't do anything that's not gross. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Sadly. I think you just have a Christmas tree and next to it Jones, but it's in like a nice sweater, <laughs> you know. I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. Mm. That's good. Christmas Jones. Ooh, follow up to that. Yeah, we put a doctor in a lab coat, a generic doctor in a lab coat, a Christmas uh-huh. tree and Jones, Doctor Christmas Jones. Okay. Yeah. Mm. No. I think when people hear Doctor Jones, they think of Indiana Jones. Uh, yeah, that's you're right. True. So. Yeah. Which reminds us, we got to get back to Indiana Jones and get Paul Rust back on here. Yes. There's a uh, lot we got still to come. There's so much to do. We also have to do some commentaries. We do. <laughs> I, you know what? Everyone, Matt, 
Oh, I don't like when you do these things where you say what we're going to do without checking with me first, but I'm curious to say what you're We should think about recording a commentary next week and then do the real podcast. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I wonder if it would work for us to do the commentary and then record the podcast on the same movie. Or will we have run out of things to say? That's a danger. Yeah, yeah, that's my guess. We could that's get burned out, too. Sort of thing. Well, Danny, thank you so much for joining us. Thank Thanks for, for hanging out during me. our business. Thanks. And we'd like to have you back again for an in-betweener episode, and we'll talk more. Cool. Thank right. you. We're talking ladies of Bond next time. I'm very interested. Next time? Not the next time Danny's Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Stick around. We'll do five more. <laughs> Bye. Oh. I had to press record again. <laughs> James Bonding. Will return. James <laughs> Bonding Podcast. Hey guys, it's Jessica St. Clair and Lennon Parham here. If you haven't listened to Womp It Up, we've got all brand new episodes. They're airing weekly. Chances are there's about 20,000 episodes for you to listen to on your drive. We've got some of the best comedians in the biz on playing amazing characters. Casey Wilson. Rob Hubel. Paul Shear, Jason Manzukis, Mary Holland. Nick Kroll. Brian Husky. How about Andy Daly? And that's just to name a few. Please join us every week for a new episode of Womp It Up and watch as the Womplerverse expands before your eyes. Hashtag turn around. This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, Jazos. <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.